Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I thought I was talking. I was on mute. <laughs> 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 I looked down at my phone and I said, okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is an amazing day that the Lord has made. He gave us the opportunity to wake up this morning again one more day to get this thing called life right. And for that, we just want to usher in the presence of the Holy Ghost this morning to say, God, we adore you. We magnify your name on this morning. We thank you for your grace and your mercy for giving us the strength and the ability and the tenacity to wake up with breath in our body on this Saturday morning. So for that, God, we just want to say thank you in advance for everything, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's placed before us, and no matter what situation we find ourselves in at this particular time, just know that it's in the palm of God's hands, and he's in control, and he's got us. With that being said, good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Oh, God, thank you. We welcome you this morning with praise. We thank you. We thank you, Almighty God. We welcome you in this place. Have your way with us on this morning. Do what you want to do. We thank you, we thank you, we magnify your name. We honor you, we adore you. Thank you for your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace. And we just want to keep saying we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Good morning. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Thank you so much for calling in. It's a blessing and an honor to congregate this morning, early on a Saturday morning. It's cold outside. Morning. Thank you. Good morning, Dee Dee. Morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. This is Kendra. Good morning, Kendra. It's just Kendra. There's no N in my name. Okay. But happy Saturday. Happy What's going on, Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. God bless everyone this morning. Happy Good morning. Saturday. Good morning, beloved Barb. Happy Saturday. Anybody else like to say good morning? It's a wonderful day. It's a great day. The fact that we're here together on this morning. I woke up this morning with gratitude and my attitude to just wake up and say, God, I thank you for another day of life, to get this thing called life right. 
I praise him for everything, no matter what it looks like. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful on this morning for the love and the joy and the kindness and the peace and the tranquility. So on this morning, we just want to say thank you, Father God, for everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, we thank you. Anybody else want to take the time to say good morning on this morning? Good morning, nourishing. Good morning, who's that? It's nourishing. I'm, I'm still having problems. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, it's time to go to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in January, where our month, our new monthly theme will be called Purpose. This means that all of our declarers will be regarding uh, purpose and finding and walking in your purpose. There are no announcements today. Um, the prayer request submitted on the app, there was none. The order of the call this morning Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Didi. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Didi. A declaration by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Isaiah 46 and 10. I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient times, what is still to come, I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Father, for this brand new day. It's Saturday morning. It's a day that we have not yet seen, so we rejoice. You said let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We praise your name this morning. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes that we can see, God. It's a blessing. We can't take it for granted. The ability that we can hear, hallelujah. Oh, and what a blessing it is just to be able to move our hands to offer praise, God. We thank you for the ability to just move our hands, our bodies, period. Even if we have pain right now in our bodies, even if we need assistance, God, we still thank you. There's nothing too hard for you to do, God. The ability to be able to smell this morning. Please mute your line. Thank you, Jesus, for the mute ministry on this Saturday morning. Lord, for the ability to be able to smell we can't take it for granted. Somebody can't smell this morning, God. Somebody can't even take a deep breath right now without oxygen. Some people can't even speak. So, Lord, forgive us if anyone 
anyone woke up this morning with without a heart of praise. If anyone woke up feeling away about anything other than praise God, bless them, Lord, right now and forgive them. Because no matter what the situation is, Lord, it's a privilege to just have another chance at this thing called life, God. We say it, but do we really understand what we're saying? We can't take a second for granted, God. Thank you for this right now moment, God. So I raise you a hallelujah this morning. I give you my true praise. I worship you because of who you are. I worship you because you deserve it. You deserve the glory. You deserve the praise. Lord, I thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, for always providing for us. Each and every person that's listening right now should know you as Jehovah Jireh because they're on a prayer call. They have a phone, God. They're able to call in and hear your love and hear your words and get shared on and declared to. And declare victory over God. Your loving kindness towards us is amazing. So I thank you for being a good, good father this morning, God. Forgive us for anything or forgive me first for any thoughts, things, or things that I said, thought, or done that's not pleasing to you, God. Somebody right now is listening in and they are still bitter. Help them release that right now. Help them to forgive. Help them to let go of anything they're holding on to that's not pleasing. We too have offended. So we have to let go of hurt. We have to let go of anger. Even now, when the world seems to be so, as my mother-in-law, I love her so much, Mama Felder would say, topsy-turvy, <laughs> things seem to be all over the place. It, it's, it's easy for us to feel overwhelmed, God, but you said that we can bring every care to you, every care, even the stuff that we don't think matters to you. You care about everything that concerns us in our moments of despair because we're human, so we have them, God. When we're waiting for the doctors to give us the reports, God, when we're waiting for diagnosis and, and second test results and all of that, even right now, so many people I know personally have been testing positive for COVID and they're not even going out of their houses, God, but we still trust you in the moments of hardship. Your, it's our faith that will get us through. It's our faith and our authentic prayers that we believe what we pray. Not just saying words, but really heartfelt prayers. God, I pray for those that are right now outside, those that are homeless and don't have covering, God. While we might wake up complaining about whatever, there are people laying on the ground right now, God. I pray for that woman and that man and that boy and that girl sleeping in the cold, God, laying there with empty stomachs, tears falling because they're in so dis such despair, God. They have a hopelessness because they feel like they are forgotten. Think about how many times people walk past them and turn their noses up and look at them as though they're not human. Nobody ever says, hello, how you doing? Just don't want to give. Oh, God, change us. If that's anybody on the line, help those people because that could be you. We can't take it for granted. So, Lord, I ask that you warm their bodies right now. Send expeditious help. Let them wake up today with a new start. God, that only you can, God. And I lift those up that are always giving, always sharing. Thank you, Dion, for showing us how to give and to love on those who are less than us, who not let, not less than us, but who are just in a place right now. Because that could easily be any of us. We can't take it for granted. We have to be humble. I thank you, God. I lift up this nation as the changing of the guards. We still cover this land. We're not, we're not, we're celebrating, but we're also watchful. I thank you for protection for our country. We need a healing for our souls. We need a healing for our land. We need the mute ministry to function at all times, God. 
and we need a healing for our hearts. As your word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There are things we got to do, y'all. We can't just keep praying and talking and saying things. We have to do action. We have to turn. We have to stop. We have to repent. We have to humble ourselves. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you. I lift up this morning my my Patterson family, my cousins who lost their brother, Greg. He was found dead all by himself. They don't even know how long he'd been there. God, I ask you to, to just give that family your peace as they mourn the loss of Greg. And as Rochelle's family, prepare for not one but two loved ones lost, girl. Only you... Lord, only you know what what's going on. So I ask that you comfort that family, Rochelle's family. She's such a giver. And and as I share grief, I've learned it, it really is just love. It's love that you, you want to give, but you, you cannot. So we all know what grief feels like this morning. Any heart that's broken, Lord, you are the mender of a broken heart. Hallelujah. You can regulate a troubled mind right now as, as I ask you to continue to blow your breath into Brother Andrew. I thank you for that mighty man of God. He's all always blessing. He's always giving. He's always sharing. You know all about him, God, because you created him. I thank you that he knows you to be Jehovah Rapha, his healer. I call out Pamela Mason's mom to you this morning. You know all about her too, God. I thank you that you've never lost the battle. Just give Pam and her entire family a peace and a strength like never before. Touch her body, God. Touch her mom's body like only you can. I call out our own baby girl, Maddie. You know all about her because you created her. Cover her mind. Speak to her heart and let her feel your loving arms all around her. I pray for all the young people struggling right now in their minds just to hold on a little while longer and don't let go because you are God and you are still on the throne. So many people are battling in silence because they're too afraid to say help. God, but we need you this morning. We need you to regulate some troubled minds and some broken hearts and some fear. It will some it's some fear out there. We know you say to fear not, but everybody does not know how to apply your word. So speak to those hearts right now, those lost souls, God. So many People are checking out and giving up and taking their own lives that they didn't even, you gave them, God. God, I just ask that you give the hopeless a hopeful cry this morning. I call out Josiah to you. You know all about nephew, Deontay, Demarie. I pray for Dion's mom, Jackie, and just continue to strengthen her mighty woman for Tanya's son, Lonnie. Hallelujah. As I just rejoice right now, God, thank you for his new kidney. Hallelujah. That it functioned properly. Oh, I thank you. And I pray for the family of the person that was the donor of that. I lift them up because they lost someone, God. But we thank you because all things work. And I personally know people right now, again, Ladies that are fighting COVID, they are pregnant. Cover them, babies, God. Let nothing happen that, that, that you can't regulate, God. Just let their lungs function. Oh, my God, it's just so much going on. And for those that are fighting, I, I, I call out Carolyn Wilson, Daniel Dugard. I lift up Nakisha to you, Bubbly, Tanisha, 
Adisa, I call out Mr. Wilson and Sister Sylvia's mom. I lift up the Davis family. I lift up Melinda's son who just laid his father to rest. God, mend his heart right now because I know it's heavy. God, you are our healer. You are a magnificent God. And God, this morning, hallelujah, I just call out Yvonne to you because of her sound is changing. God, thank you for that. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for Yvonne that's always willing to say something. She opens up her mouth and makes a sound. I thank you for her on this morning. And as Moses comes, God, bless him. Bless Nicole. Bless Bella. Continue to cover Moni. Hallelujah. Thank you for all that she does. God, I thank you for being Jehovah Shalom. I thank you for the peace that you give us. You said that peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's the word of God this morning, Victor. No matter what you are facing, whether you really know Jesus or not, we know what love is. We all know what it feels like to be loved, to be to love and to be loved. So we need to walk in it. We need to just saturate ourselves in it. No matter how you feel, get out your feelings and just love right now like never before. Father, I thank you again for another opportunity just to come before you, to lay at your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you for the opportunity to just lay at your feet. I thank you that last night wasn't our last night. Each and every person on this call should have a hallelujah, a a pure hallelujah, true worship on them, no matter what they're facing. Not about them. It's about you. Oh, I'm in awe of just how you love us, God. So today I pray for every soul on this earth, God, that they will embrace you and know you for being the God that gave your only son on the cross. Oh, God, I thank you this morning. I need every victor with a pure heart. Take your phones off mute and just offer up a hallelujah because he deserves it this morning. He deserves it. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what your faith is, raise a hallelujah. 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 He calls before you even know. He brings back the head of Thank you, Lord God. Let the mind be in him. 
Do what only you can, God. For each and every victor on the line, we just thank you for being our defender. We thank you, God, for giving us the victory. We thank you that you go before we even know we have gone to war. We thank you that you bring back the head of our enemies and that you give us the victory. So we are triumphant this morning. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not like you, God. So we have a praise to offer up to you this morning. Hallelujah. No matter what we are facing, God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor and we give you the praise, Jesus. I thank you as I pass the call to Moses. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I, I want to uh, get to something real quick before we start introing. I want to continue along with uh, just amazing prayer. Thank you so much, CD, and thank you everybody for just joining in on worship and and praise. But I do want to address something real quick. I want to I want to address fear, address fear and anxiety right now. I I am discerning it really strongly, and I I know that obviously we have a ton of things going on in this world right now. There's there's probably in my lifetime I've in my 30 years of life, I have never seen so much um, fear and uncertainty and anxiety uh, worldwide uh, from so many different levels all the way up. And I have to tell you guys, you know, this is a sentiment that's that's echoed always in the church, but especially in a time like right now. Um, and and I and I need to just say it, and I, I need to pray for us real quick because before we get into this, I I know that this message is for somebody today. And I know that the message is for somebody today because God woke me up about an hour and a half earlier than I would have, I would have woken up and wanted me to entirely 100% change the message that I had planned for the last month that I've been working on for about a month now, um, about an hour and a half before we went on today. So I knew that this was for somebody today who's calling in and I'm really excited to give that message, but I do know that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And I know that the enemy uses fear and anxiety to remove us from what God has for us, to remove us from communion with God and remove us from our reliance on God. And that's what fear and anxiety become. Fear and anxiety are the um, deterioration. I'm sorry, the deterioration. <laughs> um, I'm still waking up of, you know, still a little bit tired from, from doing a whole message, you know, this before this started. But um, it's. It's it's our our own reliance on God deteriorating because we we have we have this we have this fear that we're not in control and and whatever causes that in our life whether it's from if there's childhood trauma if there's there's any kind of thing that we've gone through whatever reminds us that we are not in control we fear it and it takes us back to that place it takes us back to um, an orphan mentality. It takes us back to a fatherless mentality. It takes us back to not knowing that we have a provider. It takes us back to a place of not knowing that we have a protector. It's calling into um, it's calling into promise God's God's word to us, God's promises to us, what Scripture says to us in the face of anything. Because the Bible was written before the coronavirus pandemic, and the Bible has stood true for believers and for Christians through a lot worse. And the coronavirus pandemic and through a lot worse of what we're seeing today politically what we're seeing in division in our country um we're, we're seeing we're seeing that the bible is still true to this day 
And we have to act like the Bible is true. We cannot talk, just talk like the Bible is true. It's not enough to just talk it, but we have to walk it in this time. And it's very crucial that we're, we're continuing to take thoughts captive because a lot of us might not be sick, but we're living like it. And a lot of us might not have had loss, but we're living like it. And a lot of us who have had loss are not even living like that because we have no choice but to stand on the promises of God. And I have never in my life received so many phone calls or emails about within the last four, I want to say the last month, the last four weeks, I have never in my life received so many emails, phone calls about suicide attempts, about somebody passing away, about a death, about I never in my life. There was a point yesterday where I got three different uh, phone calls about somebody passing away. And it's very easy for us to give into fear. It is going to be very easy for us to give into anxiety, to give into stress, to to start allowing the enemy to break down those those walls that defend us from his lies, from scripture, from God's promises. It's going to get very easy in this time to start to turn away from God and to give into fear and to bow down and worship at the altar of fear. But that is not who we are. That is not what we do. God still has a plan and a purpose. God still has called us to something. There will be an other side of this. There will be a life after this. There will be hope. There will be businesses starting after this. There will be marriages. We will worship again. There's going to be times where we laugh again. There's going to be times where we're all dancing at a wedding again together, whether you're a good dancer or not. I myself am a a self-proclaimed really good dancer, okay? We're going to do it again. I'm telling you guys right now today, we will be doing those things again. We will be seeing those things again. We are going to see our kids running and playing out with other kids at parks again. We are going to see uh, family again. We're going to have Thanksgivings again. We're going to have get-togethers again. We're going to be able to reach out to people again. We're going to be able to minister again. We're going to be able to go lay hands on somebody and pray with somebody that's not six feet apart. We will be able to do those things again. But who we are today through this time, through this, not just this past year, but we don't know if we could have another year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six months but we, uh, of going through this. But what we have to hold on to and remember is we cannot let the enemy start to get into our thought place. We cannot let the enemy get into our mind. We cannot let the enemy get into our thinking patterns. We cannot let the enemy get into our family and our interactions and every text message and every phone call because this cannot be used for fear. This has to be used where we look back and we say that the church stood up and faced this head on. The church was interceding. The church was prophesying. The church prayed without stopping. The church was out there giving to people who were losing their jobs. The church was out there prophesying to people who had no hope and no future. Because all I've seen from whether you're uh, on the left side of, of the room or you're on the right side of the room, everybody has lost hope in their political leaders. Everybody has lost hope in and, and, and politics and things like that and things that they had worshipped as their God before, whether it was in politics or it was drugs or it was alcohol or it was whatever you were using as a God, people are abandoning those things in this time because it's getting real. Because this is the first time it has actually affected people, even if people who were healthy before who are now finding themselves in the house for months and months on end and, 
and and having losing loved ones and and experiencing um, symptoms or actually being sick themselves are are seeing that you can't depend on a policy, you can't depend on a person that's on on camera that's on TV, you can't depend on those things. But there is one God, there is one leader who you can depend on, and the church has to be the advocate for that. We have to be the voice that serves, and we have to be the voice that serves loudly. And we have to be the voice that prophesies. And we have to be the voice that holds on in a time like this because God is still doing something. God is still working. It's times like this where we see our need for God. We understand we had a lot of things that we placed in front of God. And I'm not, I'm not passing that anything has happened as a way to make a statement to people in the world today. I'm not saying anything like that because Jesus himself said, you know, when the Tower of Siloam fell, were those people any more righteous than you? Were those people any less righteous? You know, like what does, do these things not just happen sometimes, but no matter what happens, we have to understand that our life is a gift. We have to understand that every single moment requires us to live it up to the fullest potential that every single, every single breakfast that we have, every single meeting that we're in, every single time we're just, you know, chopping it up with our coworkers, whatever you're doing, it is a gift. Every, the very breath that I'm talking, talking with right now is absolutely a gift that we need to give honor and glory to God because he doesn't owe us this life. It's not like he needed to do this where it's like, oh, well, you owe me that. This is the life you, I should have this. No, this is a gift and we are on loan for this. And we need to give the keys back to this body someday. We all do. I don't care how, how healthy you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care what kind of car you have in your driveway right now. We all give the keys back to this body at some point. This is the only thing we don't own is this life. It belongs to God. And we have to live every day remembering that. We have to live every day holding on to that because this is not our home here on this planet. This is not our home here in this place. This is not our eternal dwelling place. Our eternal dwelling place is by God's side. It's in the heart of our Father. That's where our eternal dwelling place is. We don't live here. This is not, we are, we're, we're extraterrestrials here. We're the aliens here. This is not our place. This is not where we belong. This is not, this is not where we're at. This is just, this is just training right here. So we need to hold on. We need to fight with that. And we need to remember that what we are here for is our purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get to that, we have to address our hearts. We have to talk about our hearts because it is so strong. The fear, the anxiety is so strong and we need to take those thoughts captive. We need to take those thoughts captive because that is not the place that we pray from. That is not the place that we worship from. It might be the place that leads us to prayer. It might be the thing that leads us to, to worshiping. It might be the thing that leads us closer to God and he can use all things from his good, but we're not, it's not meant to be our de- identity. He did not give us hearts of fear. He did not create us that. He did not create us to fear every single thing that comes up in our in our life. And I know that it's hard. Trust me, I know that it's hard. We have lost multiple family members during this pandemic. We have lost family members not even due to this pandemic. We've lost friends recently. We, I mean, just everything. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know there's a lot of people calling in today with heavy hearts. There's a lot of us, but we owe it to all of them who are not here today to continue to fight for the Lord in the midst of this situation, to continue to pray for people, to continue to unite people, to continue to go into our workplaces, whether it's remote and you're working from home and you've got to do it on a Zoom meeting or, or a Teams meeting or something, or, you're, or you are going into work and you're wearing a mask and you're talking to people every day, or if you work at a hospital right now or you're a frontline um, worker right now, 
you are definitely, I'm, I, my mom works at an all COVID hospital. And I told her when, before this started, I'm like, mom, I just feel like you have a purpose being at that job. There's a reason why you're at that place. Like, I don't know why she didn't know why it worked out that way. She had only been there for about like a year before all this stuff started. And I just told her, I just feel like there's a reason you are such an intercessor. Like she's such a powerhouse intercessor. She's a behind the scenes, get on my face and pray person. She's been that way my whole life. And I'm just like, there's a reason why you're at this place. And, and then, and then all this happens a year after she, she starts there, you know, like to those of you who are on the front line, you are God's hands and feet and mouth to be praying in those situations, be praying because your purpose in that is to be right there, to be God to those people who are uncertain, who are scared, because there's a lot of people going into ICU today and going into the ER today, and they don't have any hope in God because no one has ever prayed for them. No one has ever talked to them. And a lot of them are alone because their family can't come and be with them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's up to those of us to be that. I work in software. I don't even work in anything medically related whatsoever. The most is maybe our software is in a hospital somewhere. But I've never dealt with anything metaphor in my in my career at all in any way. But that doesn't mean that I'm not putting a smile on people's faces when we're talking, that I'm not complimenting them when we're working, that I'm not speaking life into their marriage, that I'm not speaking life into their weekend, that I'm not speaking life every time I'm interacting with them, that I'm not taking up a maybe a little bit extra work for them to make it easier for them because they're reading the news after work every day and they're feeling fear and anxiety. And I know they don't have a relationship with God. But guess what? I do have a relationship with God and it's my duty to bring him into that workplace. It's my duty to not go there and be like, oh, man, my paycheck's a day late or this and that, or man, this person always had a, has an attitude towards the meeting. It's, a, it's not about us right now. You guys, it's not about us. We need to be God's face. We need to be Jesus's face. We need to be his hands. We need to be his eyes, his ears, his mouth, because guess what? If it's not a pandemic, it's something else. Uh, if you look historically, in the last 30 years alone, we've had like five different pandemics. We've had um, the World Trade Center situation and that affecting and changing the entirety of travel. We've had so many situations with school shootings. We've had so many situations with crime levels rising in places. If it's not a pandemic, I'm telling you guys, this, it will be something. We can't rely on, on the world being at peace. We need to be the peace for the world. It starts and ends with us. And it, I'm gonna tell you this, it's not gonna get any better until Christians stand up and start fighting through intercession. It's not going to get better until Christians stand up and start prophesying. And I'm telling you, if we continue to have our mouths closed, this is going to be a long, long ride. If we continue to stay silent and stay holed up, it's going to be, it's going to be hard and it's going to be long. But we need to fight because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Our warfare isn't with, with pathogens. Our warfare isn't with with, you know, the body and the physical realm. Our warfare is our worship. Our warfare is our prayer. So I'm going to pray for us right now against fear and anxiety because I'm not going to allow fear and anxiety to take away this message today that God has specifically for somebody listening. Even if there's 20, 30, 40 of us, however many there are listening or will be listening today, there's one person I know that for sure needs to hear this message today, if not for myself. And I'm not going to let fear and anxiety get the, get the glory. I'm not going to let fear and anxiety take that away. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I break down the stronghold and the thought process of fear that come over us from our health, 
from anxiety, if we're having heart pain, if we're having physical ailments right now, I break that in Jesus' name. If you are listening right now and you are struggling physically with health right now, I want to just pray that healing anointing, that balm, that, that just healing anointing right now in Jesus' name. I want to pray the freedom from that, Lord, so that we can receive from you today, Lord, so that we can hear from you, so that we can pick up our mat, we can get up and we can walk, Lord. In Jesus' name, I'm praying and declaring that right now, Lord, that we would not be hostage to fear, Lord, that we'd not wake up and the first thing we do in the morning is Google Arizona coronavirus numbers, that we wouldn't Google California coronavirus numbers, but that we would start the morning with praise on our lips, that we wouldn't immediately jump on to the news and see, well, man, what crazy stuff going on today in the country? Who's doing what now? Who's getting arrested now? Who's doing this? Who, what's happening? Like, no, that we would immediately wake up with a mindset and a posture of praise and worship, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray over every single one of us that we would begin to transform the environment around us because we're so heavily saturated with your love and with praise and thanksgiving that it changes people's minds, that they forget what's going on in the world because, man, this person has something different on them. This person is so vibrant with God's love that I completely forgot that we're in the middle of a pandemic. I have not met anybody like that. That's what people need to be saying as they walk away from us. And I declare that over each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name, that we will not go forward anymore in fear of anything. I'm so sick and tired of things being talked about bigger than you, God, of us taking problems to you, Lord. There is no person on this earth that can comprehend how big you are, Lord how powerful you are, Lord, and that you are with us, that that same big and powerful God, that living God, not the passive God, not the God of you just press play on the universe and walked away. No, but a living, active God that is listening to every syllable that comes out of my mouth right now, that is listening as there's 20, 30, 40 other people standing in full agreement with me saying that we will fight, saying that we will pray, saying that we will love, saying that we will serve people in whichever way that we can, whatever that looks like in this season, Lord, that we will do it and that we have no other option anyway. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do right now? Are you going to catch up on Netflix shows at home and never talk to anybody for the next year? Like, what else are you going to do? You might as well give this time to God. We might as well translate and recycle and harness everything that's happening right now into praise and worship to give unto you, God. In Jesus' name, I declare that we will approach every day with a thankfulness and a gratefulness, Lord, because there's some people that didn't make it out of this already, Lord. There's some people that, that we loved ones that we won't hear laughing in, Lord, that we won't get to see them again. We won't get to hear texts about them anymore, Lord. That is a big deal. That is, a, that is very, very crucial to understand that we have a gift that some people would do anything for their loved one to have again. We need to understand that this life is not for granted. We cannot take it for granted. We, not, we cannot waste a moment of it. We can't waste a moment of it. This is reminding us that this is a gift from God. What we have is a gift from God. Hearing our kids laugh, laughing with our coworkers, eating our favorite foods, going for a walk, seeing the sunset. These are beautiful things, the tiniest things that we take for granted because we're so consumed with money or we're so consumed with drama or all these other things that are just so unimportant. Lord, that we forget to sit back and have Sabbath, that we forget to sit back and enjoy the little things, Lord, the little memories that make us laugh of our parents when we were younger, the little things that remind us of our grandparents. I forgot that my grandfather taught me how to ride a bike. When I was seven years old, he was pushing me down the north side San Jose on 17th Street. 
don't don't forget those moments that God was with you. Don't don't forget those things. Because that's what powers our prayer. That's what powers our thankfulness. And Lord, I repent on behalf of myself, Lord. And I repent on behalf of everybody, all my, my friends on here, Lord. I laugh with that, my brothers and sisters on here, Lord. That have helped me when my family had nothing. That have prayed for me when we had nothing. That I've helped when they had nothing. You know, Lord, I I just, Lord, I repent on behalf of all of us, Lord, because we have all cheated on you, Lord. We have all, we have all bowed at the altar of fear at one point. We have all gulped and felt a sore throat, and we immediately ran to fear. You know, we all saw our bank account and immediately ran to fear at one point. Lord, and I repent for the moments where we forgot to be thankful for what you've given us, Lord. I repent for the moments, Lord, that we've taken this life for granted. I repent for the things that we've built up higher than you, Lord. Just the lusts of this world, Lord, that we have, we have worshipped higher than you. Lord, I repent for those things. We have to come back to you, God. We have to come back to you, and I repent for those things. But on behalf of everybody here, as one accord, of one mouth, one voice, one family, one team, Lord, I repent on behalf of this team, Lord, of this family, this community. Lord, for the things we've selfishly done, for the beliefs we've selfishly held on to, where you said, I didn't, be- I didn't tell you to believe that. I didn't tell you to have that fear. I didn't tell you to think that way. I didn't tell you to say that about that person. I didn't tell you to do that. So I remove any obstacle, Lord, that would prevent us from receiving from you today. In Jesus' name, I, I, I just remove, I remove it not just today, but, on, but tomorrow on Sunday morning. And, and I remove it on Monday morning, on Tuesday morning, and that we start to see that it's been a month since we've felt those feelings. And then I pray that it's been two months, Lord. And then I pray that we find ourselves on the other side and we learned how to stand on top of your word and your promises and how, and how to be like Solomon where he said, I want to stop processing mine like you, Lord. I want, to, I want to think about things the way you think about things. I, I want to have a wise and discerning heart. And I thank you that we'll have that, Lord. In Jesus' name, I praise you and thank you that that's what we will have. Amen. So thank you guys for coming with me and just standing in agreement. Um, today, you know, I was going to talk about something entirely different. Um, and and I, I do want to eventually talk about it. I, I hope the Lord would allow me to talk about it eventually. But, you know, I was staying up late talking with a friend last night and went to, went to sleep. I don't know what it is about declaration mornings. It's like other nights I have the ability to go to bed at any time. And then, and it's like a declaration morning the night before, like I don't go to bed till like one or two in the morning. It's just the weirdest thing. And then I wake up and I feel off and like, it's just every time I think I've been giving declarations now for like five years, four years or however, however long it's been a long time. And every, every time it never fails. It's really hard to just get attacked like nonstop. I get hit with everything you can imagine like the minutes leading up to it. And the second I start talking, it's just everything fades away. And I just see so clearly what, you know, what I have to share and, you know, what God's putting on my heart. And so that happened this morning where I just, the Lord just woke me up. I think we're an hour ahead. We're mountain standard time. So if it's, if it's six o'clock in the Bay area where, um, we're an hour ahead, we're seven o'clock, you know, and so on and so forth. 
so, you know, this morning the Lord wakes me up and I had this message prepared on, on, you know, purpose and pain and, and, and the purpose of, of the tough things that we go through. I was like so ready and like fired up to talk about that. And to just, to, my hope, my, my plan has been to just give hope, you know, to give hope in a time where, um, to, to talk about hope and facilitate and cultivate a culture of hope and, 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 and joy in the midst of, of darkness, in the midst of sadness, in the midst of such hard times, because that's what we need, right? We, we need to be pointed back to God and, and I need that. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about. And then I just felt like this morning I woke up and I felt God immediately speaking to me. Um, I wasn't feeling good at all. Like I, I just kind of like, I think it was something I ate yesterday, just was really feeling off, had a bad headache. And I just, I just felt the Lord so clearly, so peacefully telling me, like, I want you to talk about passion and, and your purpose and, and differentiating between purpose and passion. Like, huh, that's an interesting concept, you know? (laughs) I'm like sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. And I realized it is what my friend and I had talked about the night before, before, last night. And and it didn't even register me. And and he's a worship leader and and he's a worship leader for a church. And uh, he's been a a worship leader for probably the entire time we've been friends. And we're talking about music, but we're also talking about our calling, right? And and differentiating between the two. And, And it's weird because I also, was talking about that with my mom yesterday. And then I had been, you know, Nicole and I talk about this all the time. And so I was like, man, this, this has actually been a really prominent theme the last couple of weeks. And, and I didn't really put two and two together. But, but I think it's also very important that we're holding on to purpose in a time where we've all kind of really started to question long-term purpose because everything is so uncertain. And I think it's something we need to hold on to because we cumulatively, we need to hold on to the trajectory of change. We need to hold on to the trajectory of healing. We need to hold on to the tra- trajectory of, of our situation as a world, as a, as a country, as a state, as a community, as a city, you know, um, getting better and better constantly. And we, we got to hold on to that. And part of holding on to that is fixing our thoughts onto what we're going to be doing long term, holding on. You know, I, I saw this, this kind of meme, um, this, this, it's not like a meme, but like a, like a, I just, it's an image I saw on the internet one time and it was like these two, it's like a cartoon and like these two like cartoon characters in prison and they're like painting and one's like painting the cell and then the other one's painting like the, the nature and like the trees and the thing on outside their window. And, and it's like the perspective, right? Like, and it's about a perspective change and a perspective shift. And I think we have to switch our perspective and change our perspective to one that's on a trajectory of healing and one that's on a trajectory of change and, and, and victory over this pandemic, you know? And, and I think it's very crucial for us to change a common mindset over something like that and to think positive and to stay positive and to, and to cultivate joy and things like that. Right. So I think that's, that's a big reason why I felt the Lord impressing on my heart to, um, to talk about this today. And so we're, this has been something really huge to me in a number of different ways. So we, I want to say it came out on Christmas, but uh, I don't know if any of you have watched Soul on, uh, it was, they released it on Disney Plus. It's with Jamie Foxx and, um, 
man, I forget her name from 30 Rock. She does the voice of the, the little uh, soul character. Um, but it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was really good. Obviously, you know, I have a one and a half year old. So for those of you who know, so we watch a lot, <laughs> we watch a lot of like Disney Plus, Pixar movies like that is constantly going. Now, when I say I watch a lot, I'm telling you that I can actually quote line for line Ratatouille, the entire movie. I, I could like right now, I could literally start in an hour and a half, I'll be done. Like I, I can tell you all the symbology and metaphor used in Moana. I can tell you like all those things like because my daughter watches, she loves those. So, you know, we, we obviously turn it off and there's a lot of times that we'll go outside, we'll play and, you know, we have a lot of, but you know, we just over a year and a half, so that's a lot of time to watch a, a lot of uh, Pixar movies, right? So we watched Soul, and um, one of the big concepts in this movie is, um, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so I'm not going to talk about like the, the plot or anything if you haven't seen it, because I do, I do recommend watching it. I do think it's a really good movie. I, I loved it, and as a musician, lifelong musician, I was crying constantly, you know, because uh, the music is beautiful in it, and I, I've always loved jazz music and love playing jazz music. So to get to it, though, the point is um, differentiating between your purpose and your spark, right? And your spark is your, your thankfulness for life. Your spark is like your, your ability to see the value and beauty and the most valueless and beautyless things of your life. And then your purpose is kind of like what you just end up doing, you know, like it's kind of like it's and, and the main character mixes it up a lot. And maybe I kind of ruined the movie, but, you know, I, I, I hope I didn't with the plot and everything like that. I tried saying as, as little as I could about that. And so it had already been something I had felt God talking to me about long before watching the movie. Because as some, some of you know, um, I had been a music producer for a long time, like working in the music industry and doing film, um, sound for like everything, you name it, like I music on the radio, had music in movies, like Cannes Film Festival movies, and um, I just always done music since I was a kid. I, I started playing guitar at seven years old. I, I was really, really uh, just musical from a young age and was on worship teams and did everything from singing to guitar. I could play bass, piano, just started learning drums recently. Um, you know, just really, really musical. And so I had always assumed that like that was going to be my thing from a young age. I was just like, man, it's got to be music and, and just tried so hard. And I would always come so close, like having to go to L.A., making trips to L.A. for for record stuff and, and recording and artists and like managing artists. And I worked at every studio you can imagine in the Bay Area and like worked for so many different artists and had so many different major labels reach out to me for music from, I mean, everybody, you, you name it, like any artist you can think of, I at one point had some kind of connection in some way. And, and I loved it, but I never broke over. I never, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how good of a beat I wrote or song or hook or whatever, or melody, I never broke over and got that big credit, that big, you know, that big, as a producer, you're always looking just for that one, that one big song that crosses over, you know, and because you, I, you all will know, like in the producer world, 
there's like those producers that are like, you know, they're getting up there and they've never had that hit song and they're still chasing that one song that broke them over, that crossed them over. And and nobody might have ever heard of them or something, you know, but they're always looking for that one song. They're, they always want that one to cross them over and then you're, you're like set. And that's kind of like the, the goal for a lot of producers. And I just never did it. I never made that, um, you know, I never made that song. I never worked with that one artist and got that one credit or, you know, there's a lot of times I said I would have an artist manager ask me for beats and then they just wouldn't use anything that I sent them. And that and that's pretty common, actually. And um, and so, like, I was just like, man, like, this is like this is crazy. And I, I, I just was like, I know I got to keep going. I got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then we would move and then we had Bella and then I got, you know, I got married and like all these things happening and in my life. And I'm just still like holding on to this thing. You know, when everybody's asleep, I'm up and I'm making beats and I'm working on music and I'm watching YouTube videos. And I really genuinely thought it was my purpose. And this is similar to what happens in soul. And this is similar to what I had been kind of experiencing and feeling God putting on my heart. But I realized that like music was so conditional. I started to learn to realize that I was very wrapped up in feedback and success from music. And that was why that was a major reason why I was doing it. And I had, and I stepped back and started to think to myself, what would happen if, if I just did music and I didn't get any recognition for it? Would I still want to do music? And and then it hit me and I realized like, no, I, I think if, if there was no thought of like a Grammy someday, there was no thought of winning a award, there was no possibility of, of, you know, getting, hitting that first like big hit with an artist, like, you know, getting signed on to a major publishing deal. Like if there was no opportunity for any of that, would I still sit down and write music? And I realized like, no, I, I actually, I probably wouldn't because what would be the point in it? I have this gift to give it to the world, right? I have this gift to, to get feedback from it and the accolades and all these things. And I, and I realized like I had become obsessed with making this happen that I lost my spark, so to speak, for my life. And I kind of lost my, my passion for everything because I hadn't made this one thing work and I felt like a failure. No matter how well I did other things that I wasn't really interested in, it didn't matter because the one thing that I really loved to do, I hadn't made it yet. And I became obsessed and it was hours and, and, and branding and rebranding and you know all these different things. And I lost track and sight of the entire infrastructure of what my life should look like. And and this is where I want to get into. I have three points today to talk through. Um, our common purpose, one, um, being the Great Commission, right? Which we're given by the resurrected Jesus. Um, two, finding your purpose. And three is passion for your purpose. And segueing with that into point one about the Great Commission, I want to read directly from um uh the book of uh matthew 28 i wasn't going to entirely quote soul so for any of you who are like ready to hang up like i will i will refer to the bible so i'm going to get to that right now um matthew 28 
verses 16 through 20, it says, um, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey, obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, we're called to spread the gospel and to baptize those, you know, is what Jesus stood for in his life. You know, it was to emulate it. And, and it's important to note here that we see Jesus did this after he was resurrected. This was the resurrected Jesus. He had always talked about this stuff, but the blueprint was laid down after he had ex- exemplified an entire life of sacrifice, love, community, relationship, and, and, this, and the gospel, right? And that's what we're called is we, we preach the gospel everywhere in our demeanor. And likewise, um, it's in uh, so many, so many different verses where it's talked about us, you know, spreading the gospel in, and not just word, but in deed as well, and, and, and together, right? And not that we're actions-based or faith-based or either one of those, but that in our entire body and being, we, we, we embody the gospel. We embody Jesus Christ crucified, and everything we do should point people back to the cross. And it should be done sacrificially in love and in being a living sacrifice. And we'll get, we'll get to that maybe on another day, talking about being a living sacrifice. But, but God ex- expects a living sacrifice from each one of us because that's what he laid down to teach us how to do that. We will have to be a living sacrifice. This is our common mission. This is our common great commission. This is what we all, as believers, it's embedded within our DNA as a follower of Christ, that we would follow in this path. That's non-negotiable that is everybody right and, and we know that from whatever perspective we're looking at it from whether you're you're looking at that from a perspective of the last 30 or 40 years in ministry and serving god and being in relationship with the lord since 1978 you know you're looking at that from a different perspective because you've seen god use you if you just gave your your life to the lord last night that's a that's a new fresh perspective for you that's something to continue to chew on and to think about is the fact that you are a living sacrifice now, meant to emulate the life of Jesus for those around you, being in relationship, serving them, seeing them for who they were created to be, not who they are today, and treating people based off a reflection of the cross and living your life as a reflection of the cross, right? We understand that. That is the gospel. That, that is all of it. And it's beautiful and it's perfect and it's timeless, right? But there's something that is done through us as we continue to go out into the workplace because when you go to work, God doesn't wait in the parking lot. And when you go into meeting, God's not like, hey, can you text me when you get out? Or you're not, you know, in, you know, doing anything, whether it's family, whether it's friends. And God's like, well, you know what? You go get coffee with them at 830. I got to go do this thing at nine. Let's just meet back. Wherever you go, God is with you. Whatever you do, God is with you. So because of that, we have to take in the place what our purpose is outside of our purpose, right? And I'm not talking about like we need to go and make every single thing conform to, if it's a company, they need to start writing scripture into their like work policy or government needs to entirely change all legislation to be uh, theocratic or whatever it is. But 
what I'm saying is, is that we have to, we have to take our God given divine personality and, and, you know, salvation in with us into those places. Because like I said, when I was praying and talking earlier at the start of this message, I understand that I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not reading the behind the numbers and metrics of the coronavirus pandemic. I'm not looking at numbers and statistics and things like that. But you know what? I'm a software engineer and and I I can bring joy and peace into our meetings on Tuesday afternoons. And I can bring joy and peace to our refinement meetings on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. You know, like I can we have a stand up every day at 930 where we talk about the work we did before and the work we're going to do today. We work in a scrum agile software team for any of you that are familiar with software and product owning and all things like that. And and I can bring God's love into those meetings. And when we're working on a software feature release, like I can totally interact with the developers in a way that honors God. And I've had to do that every single week that I've been at this job. And it's been a year last week, makes a year. And I've done that at every job that I've had uh, since I had jobs, you know, from KFC back to in 2005 to Apriva now in 2021. I've been doing it for 16 years now. And, and I believe that we're called to do things like that. We, we know our purpose as Christians and we spend time studying scripture and we spend time learning and being in communion with God. And that's, that all adds into that great commission. That all adds into what we're called to do. But we all do have a purpose outside of that. And I do believe that separate from that, we are called to be in different areas, not because we need to make these areas bend at the knee, but because we go in these areas and these fields to serve God because what, and it says, the Bible says this in Colossians, whatever you do, work heartily for the Lord and not for men. That to me, contextually through different times, through different areas of, of the world and changing landscape means so many different things. Because like I said with my mom, my mom goes into an all COVID hospital every day as a Christian intercessor. You think she's not going to pray? You know, I go into a, I go into a software company with a prophetic gifting, you think I'm not going to inject a prophetic message to somebody? Like if you're in the fashion industry and God has given you a gift of healing and you keep, for some reason, you keep getting paired with models that have wrist injuries, you think God's not going to use you to heal somebody? Like if you work in the food industry and you're constantly, you know, you're constantly serving people who are battling with depression, you think God's not going to have you pray for somebody every now and then? God doesn't wait in the parking lot when you, ch- when you clock in for work. We take God with us, but with that, we have to go and serve people where we're at. We serve people where God has sent us to. And like I said, it's not like we're trying to like take over the world and like this needs, I, I, I don't look at it from that perspective. I look at it as we need to serve the world. We need to be humble and lay down and wash the, the world's feet, not become like the world, not subscribe to everything and then make it fit our, make politics fit our religion and our, our theology. And when then I'm going to make this politician fit my theology, and then I'm going to make this company, um, you know, the company business plan needs to fit my theology. No, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about as we as Christians hold on to some tenets and some beliefs and, and, and a specific creed that we follow. And we take that with us into wherever we go in the world, even if we're the only one. Even if we're the Joseph that's in, you know, Pharaoh's like entire leadership structure, and we're the only one that says no to sexual advances, 
you know, we're the only one that, that, well, you know what? I'm, I'm actually not going to lie. I had a situation like that in a workplace one time where a coworker was, the norm was to lie about uh, product timelines and the norm was to uh, show like management, like, Hey, no, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to bend to their, their ever changing demands. We're going to lie about things. And I said, you know what? So can I talk to you one-on-one real quick? And this was like, couple weeks on the job. And I said, so I, I'm not going to do that. I, I understand that that may or may not be like the way things are done. I understand why that's done. And, and I'm actually not even, you know, I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> I was like, but I can't do that. I'm a Christian. Um, it's just, it, it's against just what I believe. It's against what I stand for. Even if I need to be someone who stays late and I need to stay four hours or five hours and I'll do the work that's, that's expected, that's needed, I'll do something. I'll go ahead and do that. I don't have a problem doing that, but I'm not going to lie about it. And and that's who we need to be. And it's not that you even need to go say things explicitly like that. You might not be in it. You have to be able to read a situation. You might not be able to do something like that, but you need to stand for what God stands for in the midst of an ever-changing landscape. You need to be able to go into a workplace and not be changed by the culture to where now you gossip about everybody just because everybody else gossips. And that's a really great connection mechanism. And man, I'm going to tell you right now, gossiping is an amazing way to connect with people, but it's horrible for your spirit. It's absolutely horrible. It's so easy to gang up on somebody when they're not around, but how hard is it to actually love on that person when everybody's watching you? You know, we have to be God in a place that's godless. We have to be his face because like I've said thousands of times now, I say this practically as a tagline in every message, Jesus put a face on God. We put a face on Jesus. We got to continue in that, in that he didn't change. Jesus was Jesus. Jesus was Jesus at the wedding. Jesus was Jesus on the cross. Jesus was just like this. It was just like relentless Jesus, relentless Jesus. Like it was just constantly he did not change for who he was. Jesus was like the realest person I've ever read about, I've ever met, I've ever known. Like, he never changed. You know how many times I've changed my personality to cater to a scenario and an environment? Like, the second I'm in an environment and everybody's, like, using the word cool, I'm like, I'm using the word cool now. Like, I'm, I've done that before. I've seen people do that in environments that I'm in. Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus was unchanging. And we have to emulate that. We, we have to do that. Because it's so important that going into, um, you know, point two, um, that we see that part of finding our purpose, part of understanding what we're meant to do is not just our identity from Christ. It's not just a part of, you know, who God created us to be, but it's the fact that he wants to reach people in those areas. And it's not a matter of like, you know, I want to read, um, I want to, before I get into point two a little bit more, I want to elaborate by reading um, Romans chapter 15, verses 18 through 24. And, and by the way, everything I'm reading is in the ESV, if you're following along. Um, and that's the English Standard Version. And so um, what that is, is that's, uh, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by word and deed by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to uh, Lyricum, I've fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not what Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. 
But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see and those who never heard will understand. This is the reason why I've so often been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. So the last part, you know, Paul's talking about some 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 other stuff, but the, but the heart of that, what I wanted to talk about is, is how God does these things through us where we are at. And it's so important to differentiate and finding your purpose, differentiating that from your passion. And a lot of times, you know, what's hard is that I saw Nicole recently started to, I keep wanting to call it ricochet. She keeps, she started crocheting. It's it's the funniest thing. I always think ricochet, which is like things bouncing off each other, right? And and so she started crocheting, crocheting, right? And she'll just be there with the, like the, it looks like a hook, looks like a little fish hook thing and like a whole thing of yarn. And she's making like headbands and all these different things. And I'm like, cool, let me get a blanket. I want a headband too. I probably need a beanie. I just start putting in orders right away. Right. Once I saw it, I'm like, cool, sweet. And then the way my brain works is I'm like, let's get you an Etsy account. I mean, babe, you can be making bank on this like people will pay big dollar for these things and they're so nice and they're like they're they're hip and everything and they're cool she's got really good style you know so naturally that's my baby you know what i mean she's got great style she's beautiful i love her you know what i mean i'm i'm lucky i'm a lucky guy but but you know that's the way my brain goes you know what i mean that's the way i start thinking as i start thinking let's monetize this you know like <laughs> i'm thinking to myself i'm like man god gave you a gift let's cash in. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way I was, that's the North side, you know, coming out of me right there. You know, I'm thinking, how how are we going to make some cash off that? You know, but um, that, that we can't always take in that mindset. Right. And it's it's good to be blessed, you know, but God, God's our provider. You know, you got to always remember that God's our provider because there's some things we got to do because we love them. And I made that mistake with music where I didn't realize that music was my passion. Music might not have been my purpose, though. And and all the things that I have felt God calling me to, and I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys, all the things God has, I, I, I know that what God has told me that I'm called to do in purpose are nothing I've ever wanted to do in my life. I'm going to be honest with you. But I love doing them. Now I love doing them. I, I Even speaking right now, like like giving a message like this, Never, never in a million years. I would have, ne- if you would have told me a year before I started doing De- Declare Victory, I would have never done it. And to be honest with you, I tried quitting Declare Victory a lot of times because I just didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel like I was like a preacher or a teacher. Like I heard preachers and teachers my whole life. I grew, I mean, I, you guys, I grew up listening to preachers. I grew up, I knew more preachers than I knew artists. Like I knew more speakers and pastors and this movement here that's crazy in Canada they got this thing going on right now like I, I was I was a kid like no you guys gotta understand there's a church conference in Canada and it's like it's lit like and their kids are like we're playing Pokemon and marbles like dude what are you talking about and I'm like no but you guys like our worship leader at church like this dude is anointed and they're like okay like this kid's weird you know like I grew up hearing all that stuff but like I never 
wanted to do that. I never thought I could preach. I never thought I could teach or do anything like that. And, and like, I still a lot of times struggle with insecurity about it, you know, like, and I just, it wasn't appealing to me. And to be honest with you, it still has never been appealing to me, but I get so much peace from doing it. And I feel so connected with God when I talk about him, you know, but I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like a prophet, you know, I wanted to like, I wanted to be like this guys that like they would come to our church and they would just know all these things about people. And then they'd be crying and people are like giving their life to the Lord. And I'm like, man, I want to do that. That's crazy. But then it's like, you know, that's, that's such a different and unique calling. And it's like, not what I'm doing. You know what I mean? What I'm doing is like, I'm like, I'm giving messages, you know, I'm talking, breaking down the Bible and breaking down like what God does in, in our thoughts and in our lives and fighting fear and things like that. And it wasn't what I wanted to do. And the same thing with like my job and my career, like it wasn't it in any way. <laughs> I never wanted to be a software engineer. And the thought of being a software engineer had never even crossed my mind. No offense if you do software engineering, but I was like, those are nerds. I make beats. I make trap music. I was making trap music like 12 years ago. Like I was, I like, that's what I do. I make hip hop, 808, snares synthesizers, bass lines, hit your boy up, whatever you need. <laughs> like, it's funny because I'm a nerd doing rap music, but like I'm over here talking about nerds, you know? And so, you know, like I didn't, I, if you would have brought up software engineering to me in high school, I'd have been like, dude, what? I'm going to produce for G unit. Like, are you serious? Like, I'm not going to no, get that out of here. And so, you know, like I, it, it wasn't appealing to me. And to be honest with you, it wasn't sexy to me. I was just like, that's, kind of boring like that's computer stuff like I don't really I'm not into that like you can you guys can have that but man I can't tell you guys like I can sit there and write code now for 12 hours I can I'm like eating dinner I'm talking to Nicole I'm like babe oh my gosh so I'm architecting this new framework that we're it's going to be testing this they're super excited we had a business town hall meeting they're talking about automation being the future and they want to do that. But I've been learning this new technique and she's looking at me like, I don't know anything you're talking about, but I love you. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like I never would have guessed that, that God would use me in that area that because like there's so many times working in, I've been in software now for about seven years and there's so many times God used me to reach somebody. There's so many times God used me to talk to a coworker because like I work with engineers and if you work with engineers, engineers are super analytical they know everything about star wars they can talk for hours they're very very practical we're not talking religious people a lot of times they're very like science-based like you know like evidence-based like like crazy math like if you could do calculus you're already a different kind of person like and like even when i was doing calculus in college i was like okay somebody actually thought this was fun and thought they should invent this. That's kind of crazy. Like that there's something wrong with you. That scares me. If you invented, I was like in calculus three and I was like, dude, this is what? And I never even knew I could do that stuff. Cause like I was a music producer. Like, you don't, we, we become music producers because we can't do math. You know what I'm saying? Like the only math I knew was four, four clap on the, you know, like clap, boom, clap, you know, like that's the math I do. You know what I mean? Like I was only drum math. That was it you know or how many bars in a in a verse like that's the, that's the only math you do as a music producer so I, I and I saw God using me to like reach this group of people that like I had never felt connected to 
And then I realized, like, I am a nerd. I do like Star Wars. I can talk with them about all this stuff. You know, like, I can reach them. And, like, I've been able to show God's love to a group of people who, in every case, have had bad experiences with church, who are very, very not believing. They don't understand how they can reconcile the Bible with what they've learned in school, what they've learned in science, what they've learned in things like that. And I've been able to show them how you absolutely can reconcile those things. I'm not like an apologist or anything, but like I, I can, it's easy for me to talk to people like that, you know, and, and you start to find your purpose in the things that you didn't think were appealing. And, and I started to find out like, man, I love doing music and I was wanting to be in the music industry. And I thought I was going to like reach people for, for God with like the coolest beats, but it's like, I'm reaching people for God with the coolest code now. And like, I would have never guessed it. And I grew up in the Bay area. And I would just roast dudes that were wearing like Crocs and glasses and walking with their hands behind their back around the Apple campus and things like that. And like, not knowing that that was me, like I was roasting myself, you know, like, and it's like, you know, we, we have this plan set up in our mind of who we are going to be and how we're going to reach the world for God or how we're going to reach the world, how we're going to fulfill that void in our heart, how we're going to answer those things. And truthfully, like, I would probably still be sending demos to record labels and things like that. And it's not that I don't love music and and that God still can't use that area, but like God called me to like three areas and I didn't want to do any of them. God called me to writing books. Don't like doing it at all. I cannot sit there and write a book. Like I can't do it. But when I have written, I'm like, man, this stuff is like, whoa. And, and it's called me to preaching and teaching and doing all this. And I'm just like, nope can't stand it like don't want to do it that's for other people that's for like the Stephen Furtick's of the world and like the T.D. Jakes of the world and like all those guys like those guys do that stuff like I don't I'm not I don't like to be heard or seen like that like I'm behind the scenes guy I'll intercede for you you know and then with software and I just thought software was so unappealing to me it was boring I thought it was boring but when I actually put aside all my selfish selfish reservations like I realized that man like I'm actually happier doing these things and I've realized that with everything because and when I tell you guys this I don't mean to talk bad about any person but like my wife is the healthiest person I have ever dated in my life and in the beginning of our relationship I was like oh so you don't have like toxic traits I don't know if I can do that like I don't like, I was like, I was like, so um, you don't need me? Like, <laughs> uh, like you are, you communicate in a healthy way? Oh, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, she's just like super has her stuff together, independent, hard worker, like just all these things. Like, she is just super, I mean, like, obviously we go through things, you know, everybody goes through things, right? But I wasn't used to that. I kind of was like drawn to a specific type and it was like, yeah, I kind of want crazy and you're not crazy. So like, I don't know if this is going to work. And like, that's just what I had known. And I was, I was so comfortable with dysfunction, you know, I was so comfortable with toxicity and relationships and things like that. And going through my phone, like, are you sure you don't want to go through my phone? Like you, you can check my messages. You don't want to fight. We need to fight about something right now. Like I, I wasn't used to that. And like that, that, you know, wasn't appealing to me because what I wanted was like, I want, I need to chase you. I need to like, 
I mean, are you sure you don't need to be fixed in any way? Are you sure you don't need to be fixed? Like, think, just dig down real deep. There's got to be some kind of relational issue you have. It was nothing because she's from God, because she, she has it together. And I, and I had to wait a long time for her. You know what I mean? I had to have, have my heart broken and I had to be hurt and I had to have some, man, I showed up with some soul ties. I showed up with some issues. I showed up with some baggage. I showed up with, I mean, everything you can imagine I showed up with and, and I was expecting one thing and not realizing that what God had for me was better than what I could have imagined because what I, what I wanted was limited to my own imagination. But what God had for me was unlimited. And my wife is unlimited entirely. She is beautiful. She's, she's a bad, you know, like she's, she's it. But I would have never had the confidence or courage to ever understand what she is and how good she is for me and how she pushes me closer to God. How when it's two in the morning and I'm struggling with fear and anxiety and she's like, well, let me just pray for you real quick. And then goes on fire mode. She just goes on beast mode and just prays the roof down. You know what I mean? And, and like when I'm struggling and I, I have had some crazy things I've gone through in my life and family and stuff like that. And she intercedes for me. Like, you know, you have to understand like finding what God has for you, finding your purpose, finding those things, it might not look like what you've been envisioning, but it's what you need. And it's exactly where, where you should be. And that's what being a living sacrifice is. Sometimes you, you stop dating the type of person that you want to date because all you've ever ended up is cheated on and alone and broken because you keep fantasizing about changing a broken person. And in reality, God has a healthy person waiting for you right under your nose. Can I tell you guys this? I've been friends with Nicole since I was 18 years old. Never thought about marrying her. <laughs> I love her so much. Friends for tw like 12 years before it happened, I never thought we would get married because she was just had it together. She doesn't need me. You know, like I, the same thing with music. I had computers and was, I was doing HTML and CSS as a teenager. I was, I, I could, I was good at math and I was like, I was skipping math class. All this stuff was right under my nose and I had no idea the whole time because I was, an envision I was envisioning all the stuff that I thought was cool, all the stuff that I thought I needed. Part of finding and realizing what you're called to do is not, it's most likely probably not even going to be something that you even thought you would be doing, but it's what God is going to maximize your potential with. It's what God is going to do and God is going to use because it's like, I'll, we watch our, our like guilty pleasure is watching like dating reality shows. I know it's probably so embarrassing, but like we watch The Bachelor and stuff like that. And the one thing that always happens in some of these dating shows is they always pick the wrong person. They always pick based off physical desire, like physical chemistry and like, you know, is this person unobtainable? Are they emotionally unavailable? All these things. But when they find their perfect match, it's the person they were least attracted to is a person they weren't really like feeling. They're like, oh, I don't really know about this. But how many times do we do that with our career? How many times do we do that with ministry? I can't tell you how many people on the worship team I've seen where they're like, I'm a singer. And it's like, you're a clapper in the third row. <laughs> like you're no singing, no singing. There's, I wouldn't even call that singing, but it's like God sees it as worship. So you need to do that from the third row. But like, there's, you know, there's, we see this ourselves in one way. You know what I mean? We see ourselves one type of way in our mind and we're going to be that. And we're going to do that. 
not knowing that what God has us as, we're gonna, he's going to maximize our potential by saying yes to him, by being a living sacrifice. And I want to close out with this point. I went on really long today, um, so I apologize for that. If you got to run, I totally understand, but I, I promise I have one last point I'm going to close out with. And it's finding the passion for that purpose. And if it's your marriage, if it's your ministry, if it's, if it's whatever it is, like, I want you to have joy today, you guys. I want you to laugh. I want you to have fun. I want you to realize, like, we are not going to be down forever. Like, you, you will be doing your, your, your passion. You will be doing your purpose. You will be doing And they're different. They are different. But they're both so important. And this is why they're both so important. Because your passion lays down a blueprint for how hard you need to go for your purpose. Okay, and you got to hold on to that. You got to remember that because the Bible doesn't say anywhere about career choosing. There's some things the Bible does not talk about whatsoever, and it's super unclear how we do it. So you got to go back to that point one that in everything we do, we honor God. We don't honor men. In it. You know, you it's good to honor people. It's good to speak life into people. But at the end of the day, we have one boss in every area of our life. It is the same manager for every shift we're on. He is the same supervisor for every interaction, for every business transaction. It is God that we answer to, you guys, in everything. I don't care what it is you do. I don't care if you're the CEO and you're listening right now. I don't care if you started your own company and everything is okayed or knowed by you. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not. It's God that okays and knows every single thing that happens to you. And then you pass the information down to people that he has trusted you to take care of. And that is all. That is it. I've been managing a couple people now lately, and I treat them with so much respect and honor, even though I can be like, hey, like, did you get this done? Did you get that done? I promise you, I'm like, hey, if you got to go take off early, like, go do this. Like, let me know if you have a question. Like, I will help you. I will get on a call with you. I work remotely, but I'm like, I, call me at any point. I want to set you up for success. We have an intern right now. I'm like, just trying to help him. I'm like, what do you want to learn how to do? Let Tell me, and I'm going to help you learn how to do it. Um, if you need a project for school, I'll, I'll do it. We can, I'll make it happen. Like, because like we serve people, no matter how high up you are, you serve people. God has trusted you to be somebody's manager. God has trusted you to be somebody's um, uh, subordinate in some ways. You know, like I've had the all, the reason why I've always, whether it was in the military or is in tech, the reason why people that I either hired or people that uh, worked under me, the reason why they always respected me is because I always respected and honored people I worked for, even when they were wrong. And, and it was like a David Saul thing, you know, like you, it's not your time yet, but when it is your time, you need to remember, you want people to serve you the way that you served people. You know, we always got to remember that, but we find our passion for our purpose because our passion lays down the blueprint for how hard we go with our, our purpose. So I want to close with that. And I'm already getting, I'm getting texts about time. I'm sorry, you guys. I know I went over. I just love this topic so much. Um, you know, I want to close just with that, that one closing thought. It's not a long point. It's not something I'm going to elaborate on. Super crazy. We can talk more about the, the love, life, and victory portion. But your passion provides a blueprint for how you approach your purpose. If it's making, I make beats, and I'm just like going hard making beats to like two in the morning. My neighbors have probably, I mean, man, gosh, I need, a, I, need a, I need to send them a thank you card or like a gift card or something because it's like I have the speakers bumping and it's just like there's like drum beats and like I'm on the drum machine and I'm like recording bass and like I'm like laying down some vocals or something and I'm just like, I, I just love it so much I could do it for eight hours and it feels like eight minutes. 
you've got to approach your passion with your your purpose with that same fire you approach your passion with. And so what happens is, you know, what happens is that, you know, when you, you apply that same dedication and commitment that you do to your passion with your, with your purpose, you're going to start to see that you actually, you actually might like it. It actually might be better for you. It actually might be healthier for you. When you stop, you know, holding off like, nah, I'm not going to do it because, you know, that's not what I want to do. I'm just doing it temporarily until, until this music works out. And then you're 80 years old and you're like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing this job on the side till my, till my, you know, till I drop the next hit. You know what I mean? You're like 80 with a backwards hat trying to hang out at clubs, like giving your mixtape to the DJ. And he's like, all right, Gramps, like I'll, I'll play, I'll bump this. We'll bump this after, like, you know, and they just toss it on the side. Like you can't do that. Like you have to approach what God has called you to do with the same passion to the stuff that you called yourself to do that nobody else called you to do. And that's a hard thing for us. You know, it's a hard thing for us to hold on to because we all want to see our dream work. But how many of us want to see God's dream work? You know, and that's such a hard thing to hold on to. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're like, oh, man, well, I got grandkids and I'm doing this. It's like, no, you know how many people have started something in their 60s and their 50s and their 40s and their 30s? Like, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. That has nothing to do with it. The Bible is very clear about that. Age is just a number, but I mean, it's important, but like, you know, age is definitely not something to like hold yourself back from. Right. Um, so, you know, that I want to encourage you all with that today. I just want to do a quick recap. Um, point one, I lost my notes here because I'm getting in trouble with the team. Um, <laughs> pray for me, you guys. Um, don't go over your time limit either. But um, number one was our common purpose, the Great Commission. Number two is finding your purpose. We're talking about what is it that we want versus what is it that God wants. And point three is we talked about passion for your purpose. I love doing this. I love, I love this Declare Victory family. You guys, we're going to make it through this together. We're going to make it through things. Hold on to your passion, but really pursue your purpose and, and be with it. And just remember that don't over one or the other like I was doing, you know, like I was losing my zeal for life because I was so obsessed with my passion and making my passion into my purpose and vice versa, you know, and all these things. So um, we'll talk a little bit more. I'm going to recap again later, but if I'm not mistaken, we're going to get into the second greeting right now. I usually get these all mixed up. We've been doing the new, uh, new structure of the call for probably like a year now and I keep missing it. <laughs> but um, if you did not get a chance to say good morning, earlier or say hi or a special shout out or a prayer request even or just anything um take this time as a time to say good morning say hi you know you just want to shout out somebody that was a fire prayer earlier you just want to shout out Didi. you know whatever you want to do go give take this time for that we would love to hear from you german hey hey good morning morning long time no talk Hey, good morning, Moses. It's Didi. Fire, fire, fire. That was dope. <laughs> good morning, Didi. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hello. Hello. This is um, 
Kendra, and I want to give a shout out to both y'all because it's like, I love the Holy Ghost because um, during Didi's prayer, she called out names and I woke up early, like you said, you did, Moses. And yeah. um, when I woke up early, I had, I, I, I was specific about calling out names in prayer. So I just love the Holy Ghost. So shout out to both y'all. Dynamic duel. Uh, amen. Uh, you know what? I was thinking the same thing too during prayer. I was like, man, Dee, th- thanks. That's so powerful. That's so specialized too. Like, thank you for doing that. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Wonderful declaration. And I shout out to Dee, Dee. Thank you so much for lifting my mom in prayer and your wonderful prayer this morning. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. Amen. Seriously. Yeah, thank you, Didi. Good morning, Sam. Hey, good morning, Moses. This is Maximola. Great declaration, um, Moses. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good to hear from you. I'm not sure I was on when I saw you coming on after I said this, Moses. <laughs> Good morning, good, good morning. morning, everybody. Oh, sorry about that. Good morning. Oh, good morning. This is Janae. I just wanted to thank you so much for your uh, declaration, and thank you for being so sharing and candid. We really appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. Seriously, thank you. Good morning, Moses. It's Moni. Hey, what's up, Moni? Good morning. Good to hear from you. It's been a while. All right, all right. Well, if we don't have any more good mornings and uh, greetings, we're going to get into Love Life Victory. And if you are new on the call and this is your first call, I always forget to say this too. Uh, If it's your first time on the call, this is just a time where we take to just give some feedback and talk about maybe, you know, what maybe the message uh, is uh, putting on your heart, something you've been thinking about, something maybe you went through similar. This is time to share something maybe God's putting on your heart about that subject, but we, we try to keep it to the topic of the message and things like that. And um, if you have something to share, we would love to hear from you. So go go for it. And don't be shy. Don't be shy. You got God's pressing something on your heart. We don't buy nothing like that. It's, it's a really cool community. You know what I mean? So um, feel free to share if you have something on your heart. Hi, this is Sister Sylvia again. Thank you for your declaration, Moses. And um, one thing that stood out more than uh, anything for me was when you said we serve people where we're at and we serve people where God sends us. He talked a lot about um, on the job situations and how you, you know, pray for people or, you know, prophesize for people. And I worked in the field of substance abuse, HIV, homelessness for a couple of decades, um, even most recently. And one thing that I have I learned early on is that when I was doing whether case manager or whatever I was doing, whenever I closed my door to my office and in an inkling from the uh, client that I was serving or patient, because sometimes I worked in a hospital, that they was hungry or wanted or needed something from the Lord to encourage them then that's what I did, you know, and they always have policies that you're not supposed to talk about this and that when it comes to God on the job. 
but I let God use me where he needed to use me in order to lift up, encourage, and inspire this uh, population, whichever one at the time I was working with. And I've done it for a couple of decades, and I never felt ashamed for it. I was never in fear about it, as far as, you know, whether I would lose my job. And they never went out and said, oh, you won't believe what she was talking about. They come back week after week for their next session to talk about their case uh, goals and to talk more about what the Lord has for them. So thank you so much. He 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 used me. I used to sometimes I worked on Sunday and I complained. And uh, one of my pastor's wife said to me years ago, she said, "You're working for the Lord, so that's where you're supposed to be right now on Sundays. And after you've been there a while, maybe you'll have Sundays off." And sure enough, I did. So I just wanted to make mention to that because that has really helped me all these years um, in being able to help and encourage other people and tell them what the Lord had did for me, being a recovering addict and having been in some of the situations that they've been in and how he delivered me and how he would deliver, could deliver them as well. So thank you. Amen. So that's so beautiful, honestly. And I'm happy you brought that up because it is on a lot of people's minds, I think of like, Hey, the workbook talks about things like this in our, our company handbook and like our, our protocol says against us, but I've learned that with God, he will open up a scenario or situation where you can talk about it. And somebody wants to talk about that, even if it's off the clock or something or something like that. And, um, I think there are also ways that we do it like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know I wasn't on. Oh, it's okay. I thought you were responding to something, but, um, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy you brought that up, though, because yeah, the just you know we have to be sensitive to those things. I think as believers, it's a very important thing uh, to to mention. I'm happy you brought that up because it's like there are ways we can do it without it being very overt or aggressive or like, no, I'm not. What? I'm a Christian. No, I'm not gonna do that. First of all, let me tell you guys what it says in Romans chapter fifth. Like, no, we don't have to like it. You know. Not to be aggressive or anything, but like we do it with our demeanor, with our, whether it's buying food for somebody after you're off or, or doing something like that. You know, that's so beautiful. You know, it just illustrates Jesus' character. That's putting a face to Jesus. You know, like that is 100% exactly a testimony of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I'm yeah. so amazing. Thank when you they for that. Look at you and they say yeah. they, they can't believe that you were ever in those depths of despair. You know, yeah. and that opens up right there to tell them, well, guess what? I didn't do this by myself, you know, <laughs> but this is this is what happened and this is what he can do for you. And exactly. just before I close, I wanted to shout out to uh, Dee Dee because I'm, I haven't been at my mom's house for the last three weeks after being here for a month. My sister and I switched places, but I chose to come over this weekend because I miss hanging out with my mom, who they wrote off back in the summer that she wasn't going to be here. Well, she's here and she's thriving. And uh, when I heard Dee Dee say, you know, Sylvia and her mother and Mr. Wilson, I said to my mom right then, I was uh, doing something, I said, wow, they just mentioned you and Mr. Wilson on the prayer line. And she said, oh, that's nice. So thank you, Dee Dee. And thank you again. Amen. Amen. And yeah, 100%, you guys, like we, we absolutely send those prayer requests in. Like we, we, that's what we do. This is exactly what we do. We do obviously the, the messages and the decorations and that's all cool. And there are so many talented ministers 
I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, you guys know that nowhere else are you going to find that many talented ministers who hear from God to speak every day of the week. That is wild. But but we but the big part of the ministry is the outreach. And I know Dion's big about that and has always been big about integrating that into the ministry. And we pray, you guys, that's what we do. I think we're all intercessors primary, primarily. And as you guys saw earlier, I mean, Didi snapped. You didn't have to snap. <laughs> Didi, like, you didn't have to flex on everybody that hard. That was how she went in. But, you know, like, that's what we do. You know, we, like, stand with each other. You know what I mean? Like, we, we go through these things together. We're praying, praying for Andrew. We're praying for, for our, 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 you know, even if you have a family member and you just call in every now and then, let us know so we can be interceding, especially during a time like this, you know? So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for that. Thank you, Didi, seriously. Um, does anybody else have anything they would like to add on to today or share something hey, that hey, the Lord spoke to you? Hey, what you're not going to do. How your hood self going to tell me about flexing hard? That's what we do from the Bay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but wait, when you, you said so much, nephew, this morning, I was laying here like, oh, my God, he is on fire. But I knew, I said, I bet you money about to text him. You went, but you went. Sometimes, <laughs> no, because you know what I'm, I'm thinking? Sometimes... It takes that, you know, to get it all out because it's kind of yeah. like we needed to hear that. I know I did. You touched on so much, and like Sister Sylvia said, that workplace, that that workplace witnessing, um, working at AT and T for thirty years, I encountered so, so many demons, so many hurt people, and I say demons because we all have them. That's a whole other declaration. But God used my radical self to reach people that a lot of people wouldn't even talk to. You know what I mean? Those people that people thought were weird. Even now, that's why I'm a greeter at my church, because I don't mind talking to the ones that might come in church smelling like they was sucking on a bottle all night or whatever, because who am I to judge them? They're coming. So just to love on them so they can see the light in me. And I'm not, you know, that's what we got to do. What about a stint? So what? We stink, too. But I... Yeah was laughing at you, trying to, don't be trying to, um, Megan Nicole, work all hard on the, what did you say? Because it's not crochet. What did you say? What's oh, ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> I was over cracking up. But I love you for saying being comfortable with discomfort because when you're in a, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Even in this marriage to my husband, I know God did this because what I went through in the first one, like you were talking about when you're just, Wait, you you don't want to argue? You don't want to look through my phone? I mean, that that's so, how are we so attached to drama and trauma? Because that's yeah. all we've known. So when you get in a relationship that's healthy, you don't even know how, what to do with it. Oh, my God, that hit me. And I think as I look around, and I'm going I'm to use this as, as a real, I'm, no, I'm not the only one that watched Verses with Keisha and Ashante. That's me. I'm from, I love my Oakland girl. But when you see somebody that's wounded like that, all people want to talk about is her attitude and she was late and she was that. When we learn to see how some people are so hurt and broken and wounded, we won't be so quick to judge their attitudes. We'll pray for them from a different place because I think a lot of people are just walking wounded. And when you, when yeah. you said that about, you know, you, you picking an argument ain't even there because you're so yeah. used to those soul ties that are unhealthy and ungodly. we got to learn how to cut them, sever them so we can be healthy or in our walk so that we're not praying and, and, and speaking from a place of brokenness, even singing, praises to God and you're broken. So I thank you. I don't care how long you went. You went hard and you went to paint. So I love you <laughs> and take and hug that baby and that wife for me today. I love you guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And you know what, though, even on top of that, D too, even generational curses, because it's like how many men 
saw their dad leave their mom and then they thought it was okay to leave their wife, you know what I mean? And so on. And, and it was a learned behavior of men thinking that it was an option to, if it didn't work out with my wife and with my baby, then I can just leave and go because that's what my dad did. That's what my grandfather did. And it's just generational curses repeating themselves and, and, and that continuational like behavioral patterns continuing. And, and it's, and it's, it, you're right. You touched on something huge there because I guarantee you that person that is like super aggressive and cutting people off, you know, just like, like all like quick to cut people off, quick to just like cuss people out and just constantly just it's travels with them. You know what I mean? Those people that were that just toxicity just travels with them. I guarantee you they were hurt. Somebody broke their heart in some way. Somebody, somebody might've broke them down and they're never going to let anybody ever break them down again. So now they have to be super aggressive to, in every relationship and every interaction. And a lot of us don't even realize that some people don't talk to us anymore because we might've forgot to call them back, but it's because they had abandonment issues. And so now they take it as every time they don't get text back or call back, they are not good enough for people. You know, you never know how people like receive situations or interactions. I've had people be offended at things that I would have never in a million years thought somebody would be offended at, but they were only offended at it because they have an open wound. And it's like you were talking about, they're walking hurt. It's like they're, they're you know, it's just, it, it's wounds that we're seeing. We interact with people's past more than we interact with them, you know? So it's very, very interesting stuff, but got to be God-minded, got to be Holy Spirit-minded. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Powerful stuff, powerful, powerful stuff. And thank you for praying it down earlier today. So, um, yes, thank you for that, as always. Anybody else have anything? Hi, yes, Moses. good morning. Oh, we had two there. Who, who is that? Uh, Moni is one of them. Who else did we have? It was Kedra. Oh, hey, Kedra. All right. Yeah, whoever wants to go first, yeah. I'll go real quick. Hopefully, you don't. I don't lose you guys. I, I'm driving. But good message, Moses. You definitely said a lot. I could comment on quite a few things. But, um, you know, uh, what really touched me, and I'm glad you brought it up, is, you know, um, like at my job, you know, uh, oftentimes we're, we're, we're operating in our purpose and, and we don't even know it. You know, we're waiting for this great ball of fire to come. And then, oh, well, finally, everybody's found their purpose except me, you know, but that's not the case. You know, we're, we're, we're oftentimes, well, oftentimes we're operating in our purpose, you know. And for me, like at work, and, and it really is sometimes demonic, um, you know, where, where we're operating at, um, um, and, and it's it's a battle. But you know what? God has our back, and it's effortless when we're operating in what we're supposed to be doing, you know. Um, I would have never thought that I would be in some hospital working graveyard shift um, on nights where when I was younger, I used to go out and party. And so I, I swore to myself, I'll never work graveyard because, you know, uh, normal people just don't do that. Um, but when I look at it as I'm there on assignment, and that's my purpose to be there, that God trusts me to change that environment. And maybe I can't stop the deaths, and maybe I can't get rid of the COVID, but I can pray for the people who were involved in, like the family members and the, the workers. Um, I can tell my environment what to do in that hospital. I'm, that's my assignment. I have authority. That's my purpose for today. I don't need to wait for a big, great, big ball of fire to 
and say, oh, here's your purpose. No, we're probably operating in it today and we don't even know it, you know, some mm-hmm. of us. And so, you know, I'm, I'm there for a reason. I have the authority. I have the power, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me. And if I just understand that, I can dictate what happens at Kaiser, at my Kaiser, mm-hmm. San Jose, you know, um, and, 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 and I, can, I don't have to wait for this great extravagant um, purpose to come. My purpose is today. It's here. It's for now, one day at a time. God trusts me. He empowered me. He gave me all the tools I need. I just need to be willing. I need to be willing to, um, to, to tell my environment what to do to save lives and to affect lives and to change lives and to, to utilize the tools that he gave me, the power that he gave me to walk in my purpose where I'm at today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but for today. Like I said, I would have never thought I would be working at Kaiser in the graveyard ship all by myself with all those evil spirits around because there's it's constantly a battle. There's evil spirits all over the place. Like I can feel it when it comes in and because I'm the terminator, you know, because that's really what I am. I'm a terminator. Um and a declarer. I tell that place what to do and I get rid of it when it's not supposed to be there. So in any case in any case you your your declaration made me think about that and then I'm glad you brought it up and, and I just thank you for also the reminder of um, just observing the Sabbath and, and giving God, God should be the first thing off our lips in the morning. And, and just that reminder, you know, uh, some of us wake up and we're so tired and we got to go to the same old job again and we got to do the same old routine for our day. And we forget to, to give God the glory for waking us up for another day of life to fulfill the purpose that he gave us, to find it and fulfill it, to walk in the power that he gave us. Um, so thank you for that reminder to, that his name should be the first name off of our tongue in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much. Very powerful stuff there. And uh, I, I can't agree more, especially about the Terminator thing. I know that you're there, you're there to intercede, you know, especially with everything that has happened there. So um, thank you. And I believe, uh, Kedra, you're, you had uh, something to share as well, right? Yes, good morning. Amen. I might as well just go and do the benediction between all this information. <laughs> no, amen. I just want to say I thank God for declared victory. And um, I wanted to add to when you gave the points, <clears throat> um, get the points about Pat, uh, about the purpose and the passion. When you said point two, um, what came to me is like when you passionate because of your purpose, that's ambition, right? Well, I look at it as ambition, and uh, when I'm operating in that ambition, I'm fulfilling my purpose, but then you still got to pray for me because I get so mad <laughs> when, like, I'm operating it, and then there's, like, an interference or something ain't, you know, it's not in a line with what I thought yeah. that I was fulfilling my purpose for. I get angry, so pray for me, but then I had to, th- I, then I thought about it, though. It's like, 
we're all wired differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like everything has to occur and matter for us to get through it. Because if we don't, if it don't come to us, we don't, you know, know how to grow or heal or whatever it is. But I'm passionate because of my purpose, even though I may not fully understand what that is. But just like Moni just said, it's like we just we can operate and be operating our purpose and don't even know it. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's like, I have an idea about what my purpose is because it's like, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's like, it's not complex. And I understand that our warfare is not carnal, but the passion for what, when I'm doing things or like when, when I'm serving, like, um, <clears throat> I go do some volunteer work at a thrift store that is um, underneath a faith-based program, the faith-based discipleship that I'm in. And it's like the people come, you never know what people are going through. It's like, I get the, uh, I get the privilege to pray for people. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you know, outside of home, because at some point in time, you know, my, um, my faith was like, it was really, it, it's personal, but it was really private. You know what I mean? What I mm -hmm. pray and speak to God about, cause you can pray for people and not, and, and they don't have to know, but then like God has grown me up a little bit and um, I'm able to pray for people in a public place and address things that they're going through. So it's like, I just thank God for that. But, and I'll be passionate because of that. So the, the passion because of my purpose is my ambition and, um, yeah, like I say, pray for me because, like, I get angry. It's like, hey, I'm in the middle of something here. You know what I mean? God be like, God, check me real quick. Like, you know what? You in the middle of it because I let you be in the middle of it. So wow. just, you know, just keep having that passion so that you can be purposeful. But thank you so much. Um, I, I love the Declare Victory family. And I always uh, appreciate when you give a declaration because you're very transparent and and just real and, and, and raw, and I can relate. So I thank God for you. I thank God for everyone. Thanks, Kedra. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and that's great. That's great, you know, to hear yeah, because to hear it's because like, I think about it this way. When I, I think about, you know, forgetting about that, well, two things that you said that really stood out, especially about, because I'll be like working on something and I, I can get that, that irritability too, though, you know, where you're just focused and you're, you're in it. But I think it's being able to step back and just do kind of like what Didi was talking about, like just being able to step back and just really, what I see it as is just really take in the moment. And it was like I was praying about in the beginning, just being thankful for the moments and just seeing like, hey, you know what? I might not get it done. It's okay. I, I've had to do that too. I definitely agree with you. I think maybe as like a certain personality type, we probably both are like where we're just like, man, when you get in the zone, you're in the zone, you're in that place, you know, and and like, yeah, I could definitely do that. The second thing that you said, like that stands out too, is just that, you know, you kind of forget that purpose and you, you don't really realize like that you're actually doing it. And I, and I look at it at this with Moni and I'm going to, I'm going to use Moni as an example because she's my mom and because I know her situation so well, but, um, and please forgive me, Moni, for sharing some of this information. I'm not trying to push you out in front street too much, but, um, Moni is very overqualified for her job, like very. And I think when she took this position, we both kind of were like talking about it, wondering. We had been like working on a resume. It was something we had, there were some other positions and things like that. And um, I mean, like she's run companies, like she's run an entire companies before. And like she has extensive work history and all this stuff. And so when I started putting that together, that's when I realized, 
oh, she's not even, she's not at that job for a paycheck. Like she's not at that job for her resume. She's not at that job for her to build. She, God uses her at the places he sends her to. And it all clicked with me. And I've been giving her the same prophetic word for like, like two years now about this job where it's like, you are meant to make a difference there because one night, so she works the graveyard shift. Like she just got off work right now and I will call her like at night or we'll, we'll talk on the phone when it's like two, two in the morning around there. Cause I'm, I'm a night owl. So I, I stay up and all my creative work gets done at that time. And she just happens to be working. So it works out good for us. And I remember like calling her one of the first times and she like coordinates the nurses like and they're where they're going to be and the work you know all that different stuff and like shifts and things like that and they call her and they talk to her and every floor has to call her and talk to her and, and tell her about issues and things going on and she like orchestrates all of it and so i'm like listening she'll be like hold on mo i gotta put you on hold but i could still hear her conversation and what she's talking to and i hope i'm not getting her in trouble right now but <laughs> she'll talk to these people these like nurses that are, it's hard. They're frontline workers and all the people who are listening right now who are frontline workers, like, you know, you guys know the stress and all the even spiritual impact of what you're taking on every day when you're going to work with fear and with even putting yourself at potential risk and things like this, right? And I heard just how joyful they were to talk to her. And I heard just her effort of just like, man, I'm, I will make sure that we can find somebody to cover for you. You're not feeling good or you need to stay home and you got something going on or like, like, and they just, she fights for them. You know what I mean? And she's just like, Hey, when you come in, make sure that you do this, but go talk to them. I already let them know. But, but when you come in, just come in when you can, I told them you're going to be running behind. It's okay. I moved somebody else to cover for you, all these different things. And I'm just like, she gets back and she's like, all right, mom, sorry about that. It's totally regular to her. She doesn't even think anything of it. And I'm just like, mom, like you're there because you're ministering to those people every time you talk with them on the phone. Like you're, sh I felt so much joy when you were talking to that person and assuring them that things were going to be okay because they couldn't make it in, you know, like, and like just talking to them about their life and just you're spreading God's love by just doing your job. And how many of us, I think, like you were saying, Kedrin, like it just, you don't, it just happens. You don't even realize that like how many of us are doing our job we don't realize that the way we smile at people when they walk into our store or our grocery store that we work at, God placed us there because every one of those smiles was packed with the Holy Spirit. And you changed thousands of lives that you had no clue about because you weren't praying over people. And you're like, how was I even doing that? How was I even connecting with people? Like, if the Bible is so clear about the, the Jewish culture was like, you know, who they would even break bread with, you know, who they would, whose house they would enter because of the spiritual implications of it, how much based off the way we do somebody's taxes, how much based off the way that we process someone's paperwork, how much like Sylvia was saying, like how much based off buying somebody food, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, these things are huge and we don't even realize the impact we, we carry with us. So I think we're going to look back when our life is over and God's going to cover everything we went through with us. We're going to be like, Oh my God, God, Lord, you were huge. You were like this, huge pres every time i gave somebody a piece of paper you like ministered to them you know like every time i i loved on somebody like i just said good morning to somebody you broke them down like how many of us are going to look back and we don't realize the power that we had like elijah and opening the eyes of the servant and all that like and seeing the mountainside filled with chariots of fire how many times are we going to open our eyes and realize the entire army of heaven was with us every time we walked into our office
you know, it's like crazy hey. things like that. We don't even see, we don't even look at it like that, you know? Hey, good morning. That's so dope. That's so yeah. dope. Thank you, thank you. Hey, is there somebody else too? We had somebody else waiting to go, I think I heard. Yeah, this is Lisa. Good morning. Andrea. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Lisa, right? And then yes. Dondra? And Dondra. Oh, and Dondra. Okay. Hey, Thank nephew. You. <laughs> I'm going to say um, your timing was great because I um, didn't wake up until you really started declaring. So for me, that was perfect. <laughs> um, so oh, being over time, it worked out well for me. So uh, it was good. Um, thank you for your declaration. It's really incredible. What you were just talking about now just kind of goes back to your first point. Um, I don't think we really realize that we're really not here for ourselves um, and everything that we do, just you talking about Moni and the reason why I didn't hear Dee Dee's prayer, but I know she's a passionate person and she cares about people. And that's the thing. People want to know that you care. And so we are really here for relationships. I mean, God so loved the world that he wow. gave his son for us in relationship and he gave him to be back in right relationship with himself right and so mm-hmm. if we look at um initially our purpose is to reconcile this world back to god that is our purpose right that's our mm. primary purpose and everything else come on it's kind of incidental but it still goes back to that we are here to be a witness for him that is every single one believer has the responsibility to be a witness. Now, just like we all have different gifts and different administrations, how we witness and how we going to manifest differently to other people because of who we're called to. Yeah, so absolutely. I love the fact that, you know, you talked about, you know, pursuing purpose or having passion while we're pursuing purpose. Well, looking at so many people look for passion because of pleasure that's attached to it. Absolutely. And if we think about really doing, I love that scripture, thinking about really doing things to edify and honor God and doing our work as, as if it was unto him, then there will be pleasure in it, but there'll be purpose in it so that people can see really him instead of seeing us so that they can be okay to really want to come to us to talk about what's really going on so that they can really see him again. I mean, everybody kind of said it again, but it boils back to us being light and salt to win this dying world back to him. I mean, you think exactly. about Apostle Paul. He had zeal and passion and was serious about what he was doing, but he was doing it for the wrong team, right? And until he had an encounter with God, his purpose was revealed. He didn't change his zeal, didn't change his passion. He was still very, very passionate about what he was doing. But now it was about purpose because he had the wrong purpose. Now it was about building up the kingdom of God. Mm. That's good. That's really good. I love that verse, too. Right. He was created for that. And until we can really um, have our eyes open, just like you were talking about with Elijah, until we can have our eyes open and truly see that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, that this thing is not about us, that, um, you know, what we're really doing and in spite of is almost like not despising humble beginnings because when we do see that flashback, we're going to see what really mattered and what really made an impact on some people's lives that we will never see. But it was something we said. It was a kind word. It was how we entered into relationship. It was how we represented Christ before them that made that difference in their lives. And we may never know it until we get to glory. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing your family with me. I can't believe that Isabella is already a year and a half <laughs> old already. It's just amazing and wonderful. So um, we just love you and thank God for 
for you and what you're doing. And it's um, something about, I just kept hearing while you were talking, why don't you allow God <laughs> to use that software to create something the world's never seen in regards to the beats and all that stuff? That's the creator wow. that I believe has given to you. And so um, we never give up those things that we were passionate about that gave us pleasure or that gives us pleasure. However, when we're in purpose about doing his work and uh, completing his call and his will for us, it's amazing what he opens up to us. So thank you. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I, You know what? I might need to write that one down and definitely take that one in. Thank you, Lisa. That was, that was so well said, so eloquent. Thank you very much, really. And um, uh, Dondria, right, where I think was waiting? Yes, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, I missed the declaration. I ended up getting a call, but I did hear Didi's prayer. That was awesome. And um, so when you were talking about Moni, we call her um, El Jefe, but I don't know how to say it in, in the um, – I don't know how to say it in um, Spanish for the for the feminine, La Jefa. I don't know. Anyway, she's just such a boss. And just, um, I got in my spirit already. And I have been texting her a little bit this morning. I got in my spirit. Um, and I was hearing you I already had in my spirit that when you, she said she works the graveyard shift and what she does, because sometimes, like you said, I'm a night owl or I wake up really early, like I did this morning, that I can set myself in prayer and agreement for what she does when she's out there praying at the COVID hospital. Cause you know, I didn't know exactly what she do, did. And so just by you being so transparent and adding color and dimension to her job and her assignment, now I know when I wake up that I could set myself in prayer and agreement for her. But what I kept hearing and what I kept saying was spiritual warfare and that she's a commander because she developed she's a commander in many areas she developed the uh administration staff and team for declare victory and she has her um staff that executes with with excellence um to make sure declare victory rolls out monthly and all of that of course in, in coordination with our commander and our pastor um Tanya and uh, Dion and then Moni of course in the team and then so she's a commander there and then at work, when you said how she does with commanding the team of nurses and coordinating and all of that, it's a spiritual warfare, okay, because those things are executed, um, and they need a leader, and they need a commander. And like she said, because she's um, interceding and doing all that, I, it's, it's my honor and our honor to set myself in prayer. And, and we learned about the prayer watches. So when he wakes me up, I mean, I go into prayer, but to know that there's somebody that I could set myself in agreement. So we're rulers over this region and over this area and these principalities. And I could send my faith to join with my sister's faith as she's commanding those armies and that nurses and standing in the battle for the COVID stuff. Thank you, God, for sharing, for being so transparent. And like you said, getting your money, mother, um, putting her business out there. So um, giving more purpose to what we're supposed to do or what I am assigned to do um, for declared victory as, as it relates to spiritual warfare and intercession. Thank you. Thank you both. Hey, man, that is beautiful. I, I mean, I know on, on behalf of her, too, I, man, that means so much. And I think we all need that, too, in some way, because we are all doing it in different ways on different levels. And I think if you are a believer, God is already using you in something, right? Like I was saying right now with the whole, like, opening our spiritual eyes and lifting that veil up, like, we just don't even realize it sometimes, I think. I, I think sometimes we think it has to be, like, maybe a powerful message or prayer or, like, something crazy or there's got to be tears and, and all this stuff. But really, sometimes I think it's just buying somebody's meal. You know, I think sometimes it's just 
giving, I think those are super profound. Those are super powerful. And then even like what you're saying right now, just intercession and setting that prayer time and warring and doing spiritual warfare. I'm so happy you talked about that because this is probably the most active spiritual war field I've ever seen in my life. And I really don't see Christians arming up. I don't, I don't really see, I don't see Christians strapping up pretty much like at all. Like I just see like the enemy going crazy and we need spiritual warfare. We need to be going in. We need to be going hard over our cities, over our, our country, over our leadership, over everything over. I mean, we need to have Christians that are fighting COVID harder than doctors are. We need to have Christians Absolutely. that are fighting it in prayer because people are losing family members and we need to be praying. We are God's wall. We, we are his watchmen. All of yeah. us, we're his watchmen on the wall. We need to be up there at two in the morning, at four in the morning. We're waking up early. If you work next to hospital, guess what you're going to be praying for? If, you, if you're like Moni and you work at a hospital, guess what you're praying for? If you know people, like you have a church or a congregation, guess what you're praying for? If you're at a company, guess what you're praying for? Family, like we need to be covering. We need to be doing those things like setting a hedge of protection. We need to be, we need to be fighting this. Like we need to be praying on like scientific levels. Even if you're jumping on Google and researching scientific like medical terminology to be praying for specifically, that honors God. You know what I mean? And, and we can do this. And I know that together we can fight this and we got to fight in prayer. There's doctors that are fighting with what they know how to fight. There's nurses that are fighting. There's, there's politicians, there's legislation. There's a lot of things that everybody fights in a different way, but the way that we as intercessors, we might not be epidemiologists, you know, we might not be doctors, but we can fight in another way that's just as important. And we can be interceding and praying for everybody. We can be covering them. It, you it, you don't have to interact with anybody to drive around a hospital seven times and pray and declare the blood of the lamb over that hospital over every room. You don't need to you don't need to take wear a mask to go drive through, from one side of your city to the other side of the city at nighttime when everyone's asleep to be praying for a hedge of protection over every family's finances. Like to be praying a hedge of protection over people. Like I used to I used to pray over San Jose and I used to say God show me the houses that have a, that. Um, where uh, sex trafficking is going on so I can be interceding over those neighborhoods and I can be praying, Lord, show me the schools where kids have been abducted. Show me the places where um, women are getting uh, kidnapped into, um, into human trafficking, Lord, so I can be covering those areas. I said, Lord, show me the areas where drug abuse is prominent so I can be driving. And I can tell you guys, I would drive from Oakland to San Francisco to San Jose back and forth nonstop praying over homeless homelessness praying over uh violence and crime and and gang rates and 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 shootings and things like that over the bay area and no one ever knew this is the first time i've ever told somebody i did things like that no one knew those things you don't need to interact with people to do things like that sometimes now i'll jump i live in arizona now i live in a super small town now it's like no crime rate all these things but i still drive through i pray for the airports i pray for for safety i pray for the driving i pray for car accidents i pray for people who speed on the roads i pray i pray uh for low-income neighborhoods for breakthrough financially and praying against financial uh generational curses of poverty like just there's we we don't step up as much as we can i mean we could if you're going on eight you could be going on nine if you're going on four you could be going on five like we are all intercessors. We all have power. And we don't realize that intercession is actually the most powerful weapon, more powerful than a vaccine, more powerful than a gun, more powerful than, than statistics, more powerful than anything is intercession 
that is the one thing that has changed the course of history is prayers is mom's prayers, grandma's prayers, parents' prayers, you know, people who love their city's prayers. Like that's what we need. We need people going to do those things. I've, I used to go into every job I had, I would get there early and just pray over every desk before everybody came in, just putting my hand on it and just declaring that Jesus is Lord over that person, over their work, over their mind and over their life and, and all those things, you know, like, um, so we need to step up and do that. I'm so happy you brought that up. That is powerful. It is spiritual warfare. And guess who God's soldiers are? Like, it's us. It's us. Good you morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. I wanted to tie I, into what you said um, because of the praying. I work at the preschool. And even mm-hmm. though I'm there like three, I used to be there every day, and the kids are from 18 months to five, and I'm tearing up as I think about it because um, I've been there since the onset of the school, and it's very new. Um, small or family-oriented, and so COVID has changed the whole flow for these babies. So when you were talking about your mom and her being there and praying for the nurses, it didn't even dawn on me. You know, we joke a lot because I'm there early and I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning and I'm cooking. And But what I've seen is that these babies, too, because they're so young and their whole world has changed because, you know, some of them, some of their parents have lost, their job, so their life, they've had to move back in with grandpa, you know, grandparents, and mm-hmm. just having that, um, that un, that that uncertainty, and they're they're innocent. So I know that I'm there. You know, I didn't realize when I retired from AT and T, I wasn't ready, but I didn't know God was setting me up, really setting me up to be there, to be in that in position to to love on these babies and to pray over them and just be comfort to them because a lot of them when they act out they're acting out out of fear they're acting out because at home it's different so when they're at the preschool I'm Miss Coco and they get in when they get in trouble they have to come in the kitchen I'm not mean I usually overfeed and I get in trouble for that but I'm just grateful that God placed me even though I I lost a lot of finances but it's it's not even like you said you touched on that too my purpose is is to be there with these babies I'm not worried about that because God is rewarding me when when I see the I see the smile and when when they come in crying and then I can say something and comfort them and I'm praying over them and I'm as I'm cleaning their desk and their cubicles and even their little bathrooms I'm praying and a lot of times in the mornings I'm on a prayer call with my ear pods on and so so they're getting that that residue. So I just mm-hmm. thank you for that. And these, like I said, I've seen some of them. They came in at 18 months, and now they're three, four, and five, and their whole worlds have changed. But they know they're gonna, they can come in Coco's kitchen and get a smile, or I'll say something, you know, just to 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 to, to brighten their day. So I thank you for this. This this morning is amazing. Thank you so much. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Good morning. I think we had a couple people. I heard Moni and uh, Pam and uh, and Cynthia. Uh, Moni, I think you had something real quick. Would you? Did you want to just jump in with that real quick? Okay, so we're gonna um, Pam. I think you were next, right? Good morning. Yes, I just wanted to share. I was like wanting to get in there. Um, I when um, you know, I've been thinking during this this month that we're talking about purpose I was um, God was just showing me that you know how you were talking about that you were in the industry the music industry and you just knew that that was like 
your purpose. You just, you were working towards that and you kind of had knew that. And I have those things too, where I was so gifted in certain things like athletics and stuff like that. And just different things that came, came that I was gifted in and good, but you know, it took some work, but it, God's purpose is so different. I'm just learning. And so I was thinking about this on the call, the earlier calls earlier this week, that what if my purpose and is, cause this is what God's showing me in my 53 years that, I, I'm walking out his purpose and not even probably knowing what that is until I see God and he's going to say, well done, you know, this is my prayer, my dream. And th this was the purpose that I had for you on earth. So Moni had said it and I just wanted to like jump up and down because I was like thinking the same thing about we could be just living our whole lives and think it's not always just the big things or, you know, the big get that um, is our purpose. A lot of times I think God has us around when you were um, talking earlier on the call about us just uh, looking forward to those times where we can play with our children again and um, just, you know, this COVID's not going to last forever and that you're a great dancer and you're, you're ready to get out there and, you know, you'll have that time again, you know, and there's so many blessings and memories that can come from just those things that God blesses us with, those little things every single day that God blesses us with. He's, um, his purpose will be revealed. So, um, I hope that makes sense because I was thinking it, but I couldn't articulate it. And then Mo Moni said exactly what I was thinking. And that is, I believe, again, we're walking around and we're in, we're in God's purpose right now as we stay in prayer with him, of course. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Pam. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. I, I know we have a couple others uh, I'm waiting in, in line. I'm going to, I'm going to let them share before I, before I feed back on that. But we had Moni and Cynthia. I believe. Waiting to go on. Okay, this is Cynthia. Okay, Cynthia. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm hearing um, what, um, first of all, I was going to ask you something, Moses, and then before I was going to ask you, um, one of the sisters came on, and she did an awesome job. She was, because um, I wanted to talk about my passion and my purpose, and she really broke it down. And I started crying, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So my passion is uh, I go, I, I, I work at this one job with clients, but my other passion is I go to different homes, and I clean and stuff. And they give me uh, um tips and big tips and they give me a, 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 a the highest score is five and stuff like that and um those, that's my passion is to clean and stuff like that I enjoy it I love it um and then when she broke down purpose and you know how they say the truth hurts so my thing is me as my passion I think I was going about it the wrong way because Cleaning is my passion, and I like to make money. I like to make money. I don't want to be broke or something like that. You know, the rent and stuff is always going high, so I'm constantly getting jobs, working, working, working. But the 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 part about passion that I'm understanding is when you when I go and clean and stuff like that. What what you do? It's not about making the money, but it's about ministering to people. Is about how 
your um, how you react to people, how your attitude is, that's ministering to people and stuff like that. And all alone, I thought, you know, my passion, you know, I, I'm making money and stuff like that. So really, I was, um, I guess you could say, doing it the wrong way. I'm up here thinking, you know, I'm working, I'm making money, but the the passion part, I was, I'm getting the understanding of, getting the understanding is as you go and clean and stuff like that, uh, the 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 purpose of that is because I'm cleaning, but I'm ministering to people so that they can see the God in me, I guess, so that they can want what's in me. And then how she was uh, breaking it all down, I was like, okay, so really. I'm going about this the wrong way, um, almost like failing because I'm supposed to be ministering to people when my way of thinking was I'm working to make money. And so I think that's where I'm going about it all wrong. And, like, for example, at my job that I go to from 3.30 to 11.30, my passion there is, you know, working and dealing with the clients. But there I had to, um, I was praying because I felt the, the the different spirits and stuff like that. When I would sit down, I was always hearing something in the hallway or oh, wow. somewhere around the corner. But I, um, I would get up and I would think it was one of the clients and stuff like that, but it wasn't. And I'm like, you know how they be saying the house is settling, but no, these was just different spirits. So I would talk to my God, spiritual godmom about it, and she said, what I have to do is start praying. Now when I go to that job, I don't hear that because I stay prayerful. So mm. what I'm learning is when I go out and clean and stuff like that, um, because the God that lives in me, um, I'm supposed to be prayerful on the job um it's not all about making the money but it's about being prayerful um so that um because they they give me good compliments but i'm 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 what i'm learning is in my um working i need to be prayerful and stuff like that that's why i'm getting the understanding so what the sister was saying she didn't say nothing wrong or anything like that she just made me cry because uh, my eyes had kind of opened up to where I'm like, okay, so I need to do a better job. Um, like, for example, if I'm going to go to somebody's house, um, I'm not, I'm not, um, uh, I'm not going to say wise, but I'm not at that point where I could just start ministering to them about Jesus. But I guess I, what I could do is while I'm cleaning, I could just pray while I'm in the house and, Pray if there's spirits and stuff like that. I guess so. I'm understanding what you guys are saying, but sometimes it's hard for me to explain. I, I try to explain the best way I can so that I won't say the wrong thing because sometimes you have to be careful how you say it and what you say. And yeah, definitely. Thank, thank you, Cynthia. I, I wanna. I want to let everybody share before I respond to that, because I definitely have something really, really big that you touched on that I definitely want to talk about. Um, I okay. think we had last in line was uh, Mona. Uh, 
can I just say this, that what you just said, Cynthia, was no different than Paul. And and even though you think you're not, but because you are doing things with excellence and people recognize it because they're paying you with high tips and they're giving you compliments, your work is being done excellently, you are representing God. And it's just like Paul while he was on that field and persecuting Christians until his eyes was open and he came into purpose. He kept doing what he was doing, but he did it with a different motivation now. And you just said that. Now you go in and you're praying. Now you go in and you recognize you're there for a reason and you still are doing a great work so they see you. But what they're seeing in you is God. You said that perfectly, sis. I just wanted to jump in and say that. Thank you. You was the one that I was talking about. I appreciate it. I thank you because you had brought tears to my eyes. And I'm like, Lord, please, I hope I'm not doing doing um, wrong because I want to do right for him. Let's keep going. God changes our role when he knows we're ready because we keep showing up and our availability. He places those assignments before you so that you can do and be in position. And sometimes we minister without opening our mouths. All right, thank you. Because Zena, so you keep going, sis. Yeah. <clears throat> Cynthia, um, this is Moni. Um, I just wanted to add something. You know, sometimes um, it's a perfect opportunity for you to, to listen to to just exactly what God wants you to do and say. Um, so sometimes it's it's listening, you know, and to get our to get our marching orders, you know. Um, sometimes you know, when you do that and you, you spend time with God while you're cleaning these houses and he speaks to you on, on what to do, um, people are going to be able to just look in your eyes and be ministered to because because they will know that you have been spending time with God and you don't even have to say anything. And and that really should be all of our prayers and that should be your prayer is that, that when people look at me that they would that they would feel the Holy Spirit so strong in you because you've been spending time with God while you're cleaning those houses. Um and then you'll start to change. You might even start to sing and prophesy while you're singing to these houses that you know that 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 you're going into or people that you're you know that you're being with you, you you have so much power inside of you that that we would die if we could see that power. So God only gives us a little bit at a time. Um, okay, thank you. Anyway, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Mo. No, go ahead. Okay, I just all I was gonna say was, um, you know, in regards to Cynthia, like, uh, real quick. Also, if we if we could have everybody yeah. just make sure they're on mute when other when other folks are sharing, we're getting a lot. We've been getting a lot of background noise. Even right now, we have uh, some background noise. So if everyone could just check and make sure they're on mute, thank you, um, Cynthia. That is so powerful, and I wanted to let everybody share, but I, I didn't want to forget to talk about what you were mentioning that don't don't take on so much on yourself. You know, to know, and I think we're all kind of echoing the same sentiment that it, it happens like like I and that's why I shared with the music thing is that I was getting it mixed up and then I was I wasn't getting you know the passion versus the purpose and all these things it's okay it's a process and even I, and I don't want to use the word failure that's not the the word is if we fail at something but if we don't get it right on track the first time maybe it doesn't mean that it's a failure it means that God's showing us different ways that he's exposing his character through us in different scenarios 
and he's showing us how to identify it in other people too even. And he's helping you to be able to guide somebody someday in that to help shift other people because more than likely you're going to have to mentor somebody in that and you're going to have to guide them with it because I've known that everything I've gone through, I've had to help somebody go through it at some point. You know, and, and don't don't get discouraged for that and don't beat yourself up for that because the truth of it is is we all it takes us all time in learning what what does our purpose look like specifically in a certain workplace and, and how do we translate that? And that's why I said with point three, your passion is the blueprint for how you apply yourself to your purpose because a lot of the times the purpose we don't understand how to be effective in it at that place and might not have been our first choice. And it, like you said, we have bills to pay like I was translating my passion into my purpose because I was like, okay, well, I do music and I need to charge money for it. And then I'm like mixing albums and charging all this money for all these things. And it's like, it still didn't work out. It still wasn't it because God was, God is our paycheck. God is our provider. He will always, I was talking about this with my father-in-law last night. Like we're not driving Lamborghinis, but he always has what we need. We're always taken care of. He will always provide us what we need. And, you know, like, that's the big thing to remember is like, we don't go to a workplace for a paycheck and we got to break ourselves from that mindset. We got to break ourselves from that mentality, because if we're always in that mentality, then that's always the fruit we're going to see. We're going to see struggle. But if we have confidence and we're giving and we're trusting in God and we're doing what we need to be doing, we're going to see the fruit from that. And so if you're focusing on the fruit of just like what God is doing through you, you're going you're gonna to see it. You're going to see it absolutely yield a harvest, 100%. And you won't have to worry about it. Just let it happen. And just remember that you are the prophetic word. You are the message. You are the gospel. It's coming through you. It's all through you. It's through your interactions. It's you showing up. Like if I, if I gave you a job being a baseball manager tomorrow and you showed up to the pitch, it would already be God showing up through you. You don't even have to know baseball. You don't even have to know how to coach people. It, God is just going to show up with it through you. It is going to happen through you. And I want everybody to take that away from today. You don't even have to be the best at your job. Like God is just going to do it. God's going to honor somebody by you just asking them a question on how to do your job. Because if you can approach people and not have fear of man and not have fear or anything like, or like you're intimidated by people and you just love and you're honest and you're open and, and you just are facilitating his character God is going to be honored through it and we're fulfilling our purpose. That's all it comes down to. And we're blessed to partner with him in it because that's our reward. It was like Pam was saying that at the end, when you look back and that's your like, well done, your good job. It's when you just flowed with God because we are his analogs here on this earth, you know? And I think we've all been pretty much saying it. We're seeing how like my buddy that I was talking about, that's a worship leader. His day job is he works with, um, just um like children on the autism spectrum and and it's very difficult because sometimes they have to like use like force to get some some children into like prevent them from either hurting themselves or hurting another kid and it's a very very high stress and he was telling me how like you know the pay is hard and and it, he's not making what he, he should be making right now and he feels like it might not be his career and he's stressed about all these things, and it's very takes it's a very huge spiritual toll because he discerns a lot of the abuse and things these kids have gone through in their life, and and it's very hard. But he said he was gone for two days over vacation, and when he got back, they were coming up to him, hugging him, saying how they missed him, and showing him things. And even the kids that that have some of the the hardest home lives, um, they're just like showing him video game stuff and like just totally like 
like, oh, hey, look at this. And like, hey, you know, we missed you and, you know, we love you and all these things. And he's just like, what? Like he was just seeing how like him being there isn't about the pay, isn't about his career, his resume. It's about the fact that he is the only person praying for those kids in their life. He is the only piece of Jesus that they see. He is the only bright spot where they, they might look forward to waking up and going to see him every day because of like the joy that he cultivates. We have to remember, we are not at our jobs for a paycheck whatsoever at all. We are there to spread the gospel. We are there to live the gospel. Like that is 100% what it comes down to. And the gospel has already been taken care of. So all we need to go is just love people and serve people and be humble and honor people. You know, so it's like, it's, it's powerful stuff that we're doing, you guys. Like, it's so beautiful. So I, I'm sorry. I know there's some others waiting in line. I, I didn't mean to ramble on about that. But um, uh, if you had something to share, like, I would love to hear from you. I know we would all love to hear from you. Does anybody have anything? Hey, Moses. Yes. I just had to stop for a second. We just had to, I don't know if she's even on the line, but one of our 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 fire starter spitter sister Jerry. It's her birthday today, so we don't want to um, miss that. We want to just. She's an intercessor, a prayer warrior. She gets. She's the get in there girl. So, sister Jerry, if you're on the on the line, we just want to say happy birthday, sis. We love you. We birthday. thank God for you. Happy birthday. Just, hopefully, you still on the line. Happy birthday. I meant to say it earlier, but we love sister Jerry, y'all. We have to just start to celebrate each other. And I, I said it to myself. I'm gonna try to take more time out to get the birthday so we can acknowledge because it's a blessing to even celebrate one more day, let alone a whole another year. And she real she real young, y'all. So happy yeah. birthday, Sister Jerry. I hope you 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 know we love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, sis. Hey, so Moses, I, I get in there. I'm sorry, Lisa. Go ahead. <laughs> what you just said just kind of summed up everything about it being about relationships, basically. And and I wanted to say this earlier. The reason why people were mentioning um, Dee Dee in the prayer is because she called out names, and people mm-hmm. want to know that they're important to other people. People want to know that people care about them. I mean, for me, one of the biggest things is is is, is give me gifts and all that stuff, but to know that you're thinking about me and praying about me, how honorable is it um, for 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 Dondre to be up at two in the morning and calling out names, you know, um, that, like you said, we should all be doing that to the extent of we need one another because we're the body and we're fitly joined together and we all have different roles to play because we can't all be everywhere at the same time. However, he can in and through us, right? And so because of the assignments that we have to reach different people all over the world, um, I think it's amazing how he orchestrated it. And I think because we get into the part of um, thinking that what we're doing is not important, and so we compare ourselves to other people, and we miss out on our own assignments. And because we are so um, busy being distracted, we're not able to do what we've been called to do or what we're in position to do right now at this moment, which becomes yeah. our purpose. We're not able to do that with passion and joy. And so we end up showing up for a paycheck. Yeah. Wow. 
So if we don't, I mean, we can look past that kind of beginning with the end in mind that we're here for his purpose and that it's not about the paycheck, but waking up every morning and saying, God, who am I? Who are you going to allow me to encounter today? What assignment do you have for me today? Because that becomes the purpose for the day because the day could be our last day. Right. Wow. 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 That's, you know, that's so true. I, I definitely think about that because like, I think about how my wife and I, we get our taxes done by the same lady every year and how like we were just so warm with her and loving and showing her pictures of our daughter. And like, um, you know, she was, we started to become, become friends with her and then showing her pictures of like Belle and and then like her son was going to the air force and i was in the air force and i was like please give me his email like give him my email if he has any questions please tell him to email me i would love to call him and just kind of just give him some downloads on what to expect and um we just totally connected with her and then even just recently four months ago we did our our taxes and like um you know like it was just so awesome talking with her and it was during the pandemic but like we were still able to just go in and connect with her. And, and then I just got an email from her manager uh, two days ago that she passed away and it was very unexpected and it was very like, no one was expecting it. And I was just shocked because like, I was literally about to call her. I was literally about to say, Hey, I just got my W2. Like uh, Nicole and I are going to be in, can't wait to catch up with you and talk about your son and you know, your husband. And we knew she had her dog's names and she has two dogs and, she, we knew that she's from New Jersey and like all these things. And I just realized like you have to make the most out of relationships because we're not promised tomorrow. And you got to know that like, like the love you show people is just so big. And she saw, we, she knew we were Christians. She knew we were believers. She saw our giving statements and our tithe statements every year and how big that was to us. And like, you know, like, you know, we, we represent Jesus all the time. And we don't know if that person that we've been ministering to, we don't know if they're going to come back, if it's a customer or if it's somebody we work with or a client or somebody like, we don't know if they're going to come back next week. We don't know if they're going to make it. I've had that happen at workplaces a lot, you know, like where I've seen that happen and you're like, man, like, I'm so happy I was able to love on them and just like show them Jesus's love. So that's so huge. And like, everybody has this same experience. We've all clearly is what we're talking about. Like we've all gone through it. So man, you guys, I'm just so blessed by this today. I feel so much joy and peace. Like I feel the spirit of the Lord so strong in every testimony and everybody's story. Like I know we're not done yet, but like, thank you everyone who has shared already, man, you guys are truly, truly like, I'm kind of, almost kind of getting emotional because it's so beautiful to hear and see that God is so active and he doesn't play games and he loves people so much and he is so real it is so powerful. Thank you guys so much. You guys all inspire me so much and like push me to be a better man every single time. Every single time I hear testimonies. Thank you guys. Um, but I don't want to take any more time from anybody. Did someone? Uh, who was that? It's Moni. Um, yeah, I just want to echo what Lisa said. Um, word for word, man, that was good, Lisa. Yeah, please um, do. And I didn't get to thank Didi for that prayer either. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's thank you, Dondria, because it's so, it's so, it, it's really life changing when you know that somebody is holding your arms up. Yeah. It really, truly is. When somebody is being your Aaron and her, you know, um, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's really, it, 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 it just, to know that you can confidently say, I got a covering, I got a covering. 
and no one can can turn you know turn that away or nobody can can get on you for that to know that you have a covering right now with this pandemic like a lot of people are falling out they really are they won't say it they they won't say that they're falling out but they're falling out and you know it's so important to 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 just reach out and 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 let them know that you're 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 holding them up you're holding them up or you got them covered and especially with our little small community here on declare victory it's this is really a a really powerful strong gifted uh committed community that we have here um and and it's it's no coincidence we were all handpicked to be here for a reason Mm-hmm. From one end of the spectrum to the other end, we were we were p- handpicked to be on Declare Victory, and um, our leader was ha- our leaders were handpicked. You know, mm-hmm. um, God has us here for a reason. So it really, really means a lot to me to know that that somebody even wants to cover me like that. And we should go and pay it forward too to others on the call. You know, mm-hmm. because it means so yeah. much. It's really life changing. It really, really, truly is life changing to know that that somebody's saying, "Hey, I got your back. I got your back." You know, especially yeah. the the ones who have their assignment times like three o'clock in the morning or whatever have you. You know, to know that you're going to go on their list, it really means a lot. So thank you, Dondria. Wow. Yeah, and I respect that so much. If you have a if God assigned you a prayer time and you have to wake up at three or four in the morning. God really trusts you straight up. Like whoever, whoever's listening to this call and God has given you a time. And I'm not saying if God hasn't given you a time and he doesn't trust you, like he works in so many different ways powerfully. But if you are a kind of the kind of person that can wake up at like four in the morning and you can do that committed, man, I respect you so much because that is hard to do, especially if you, you're not used to waking up at that time or don't do that like that that is one of the most like raw forms of worship is when you could be sleeping and resting and you're waking up to honor God and to cover people. I have learned in my life, you got to do one of the two. You either got to stay up really late or you got to wake up really early to have that, to go to that place with God, that communion, that still place. You got to do one of the two. And, and I, I've, I've done all of them. I've, I've had to do all of them at different seasons in my life. And I'm just in a different season right now. But I just want to let you know that, like, man, our prayers go out for you if you are waking up early and you got the nighttime watch and that's your watch. Some of us intercede at night. Some of us intercede in the middle of the night. Some of us intercede our best intercession time. I had seasons where my best intercession time was like 11 o'clock in the morning, 1030. And I started work in school later on in the day most days. So I would I would work late, stay up late, go to school late. I'd leave. I would leave class at like midnight. And so I would be able to sleep in because I was starting school later on in the day. And I would just go on prayer walks and intercede and powerful prayer and worship time at like 11 in the morning, 10 in the morning, you know, eating breakfast at 9, 930 and then praying and walking and doing all these things, walking, praying over San Jose. You know, I would do all those kinds of things. It just changes. It's just wherever, whatever your season is. And then we've had times where Nicole and I had to wake up at four in the morning every morning and go half asleep, falling asleep while we're praying you know, setting our alarm to wake up again, three hours from, from four, you know, like, and then there's times where I'm, I'm up at one in the morning, midnight, just praying, interceding, you know, so wherever your time is at, you know, we salute you, you know, for, for doing that. I think everybody, I think we all can respect it. I think we've all been at different areas of it. So thank you guys for doing that. And let's continue to keep each other in prayer, everybody in this community. And and I encourage you, find somebody, find someone you can be praying with, find somebody you can be connecting with, find somebody that you can just be like, 
you can be, be accountable with that when you get hit with fear, you know, you're reading the news and you're reading numbers and, you know, you got obviously be smart, be wise, but remember sometimes the news makes money off of fear. So don't be careful how much you take in of everything, you know, like limit the stuff. It's good to know. It's good to be on top of stuff. It's, there's a lot of wisdom in following protocol. There's so much, but also if you're being driven to panic attacks and fear and anxiety attacks because of what you're reading, then you need to step away from stuff, but have an accountability partner, someone who, when you're losing it and you're losing hope and you're getting a little bit too much bad news every day, like we're, our, we're not designed to get this much bad news this frequently. You know what I mean? You need to have accountability, people that can talk you up, people that can pray with you. There is somebody out there who will do that for you. There is somebody out there who it's just safe community and, and accountability to have with them. And, and I have a couple people when I'm feeling it, I go to them and I have Nicole and I have a mentor and I have my parents and I have my brother and I have like, you know, my friends and ministry, people I've done ministry with. And I'm in part of a small group, a marriage small group that meets every Monday night, you know, for like, you know, a while now we, we all meet up and we talk and pray for each other. And, um, and, you know, like we're just there for each other, you know what I mean? So um, we need that. You got to have that. You got to find that. Reach out, ask, you know, knock and it will be given to you, you know, ask and, and, it, and it'll be given to you. So, yeah, I just want to, um, I just want to uh, say that. I want to thank everybody for sharing. I know we're, we're getting there. It's almost 10 o'clock my time. So I know it's getting there on, on Bay time, uh, California time, but I want to give, if anybody else has any closing remarks, anything you want to share, we, we covered a lot of information today. Um, does anybody have anything to close out with? Any ideas, anything that's on your mind, something God wanted you to share? You've been kind of biting your tongue. Hey, uh, this is Kedra, yeah. and I just have like this burning desire. I'll be brief, um, but I could do this all day. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but so it's just like just for me, and, and that's why I have to clear victory as my accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Um, because like how the Bible teaches us, a man plans his way, but God orders his steps so yep. just a little just to be a little bit about it uh back in august of last year I, incident happened then i moved to las vegas to be reunited with my son and i was out there in las vegas and my heart was full life was happening god is a god of reunification and um i got called back to washington a place that i ran from for a job and i was like for a job training so i was like yeah i'm gonna go do this training i'm you know and go back oh yeah this is it's all, i got it all planned out but because god's hand was over my life the same day that i was supposed to get on the plane to go back to las vegas i seen the uh, director of the discipleship program that i am that i'm in now and um she invited me to come to the discipleship place and I was here and I was like, I left, I was there in 2015. Mm-mm. I was like, let me pray about it. But I prayed about it and I called her. <laughs> I called her because it's like, it's a bunch of women, it's not a bunch of women, but it's like a house that has 12 women that holds 12 women. And we all come from different walks of life and we're all healing from something. So I was like, I was there in 2015. Uh, let me pray about it. So I prayed about it and I called her back the next day and I was like, I'll go. She was like, thank you. I could use you for that. So when I get there and I see all this different stuff, I call the people and tell them, look, hey, I'm not going to do the job. I'm sending your equipment back. And they was like, well, we were going to tell you to call um, to call us back in 90 days anyway, because the, the the it's a brand new job. It's not ready right now. So I was like, OK, God is strategic. And so then after being here like about three months, she asked me to be the the 
she asked me to be an overseer at the house, a leader. And I was like, uh-uh, nope, I'm good. Nope. <laughs> I don't want it. But it's like, um, because, you know, that was my, according to God, because I humbled myself under the mighty hand of God and he's exalted me in due time. I'm fulfilling my purpose and everything is just easy and it being in a line. And I just thought I had a burning desire to share that. You know what I mean? And, um, not, and sometimes being in leadership can be, uh, difficult because it's like, we're all in different places in our faith walk. We're all on the same level, but just different spectrums. That's how I try to put it. But God loves us all. So that's just an overall picture of looking at it. But it's like, God's purpose is so promising. And I am one of them people that get up at dark 30 or if, if it's for me to go to the bathroom, I thank God for that. But you know, it, this whole phone call just has filled my whole soul, but that accountability is important. And sometimes when you are in, I'm, when you are in leadership or, you know, you're on a different spectrum in your faith walk, um, you, I have to outsource for my accountability. So I'm just, um, I shared that so I could so you so declare victory knows what to pray for me because I'm always asking for prayer. I always want to go from glory to glory and do what's pleasing for God in decency and order. Amen. A hundred percent. Man, I cannot agree with that anymore. I cannot tell you with like God ordering your steps. Everything that I do right now that I love that has yielded the most fruit, I have tried to quit countless times. Declare victory. Moni can tell you. In the beginning, I was like, no, mom, I don't want to do it. I don't know how to do that. I've never been a part of, part of anything like this. I, I I, don't even, I'm not, don't do that. And like, just tried to quit so many times, like being nervous. Like, I don't know if I know what to say. Like, I don't know how to do this. And she's just like, no, you got to do it. You got to be serving somewhere. Something, she'd always tell me something like that. She's like, you, you have so much in you. You got to give it out. You know, you can't hold on to it. And I just tried so many times to quit. And it's just like, now I look back and I'm like, man, thank you, Jesus, that I never quit. Because like, I get so excited. I have the date circled in my calendar every month that I go on. I love like listening on other people's messages. I love connect- I've, all the connections I've built. So many people have poured into our life. So many people have helped us uh, or that I have been able to help or like something. I just love it. And even with Nicole, like when we were dating, I tried breaking up with Nicole so many times because I was like, ah, yeah, I just can't do it. And like over the weakest reasons too, I just be like, I don't know. I mean, like it's a far drive from San Jose to Richmond. I just don't, I mean, I don't, it's a lot of gas money. We just probably should be friends. Like just everything. It's something new every week. And it was hard, you know, cause it was like a, a real, a real relationship. And I really needed to be a man and I needed to grow up in a lot of ways and I didn't want to do it. So I tried to run. I wanted to just be single and like have my freedom and, you know, like, but, you know, the thing is, it's like it was what I needed. She is exactly what I need. And even with my job, I wanted to quit my job in February, you know, and it, it was so like, oh, man, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's like I look back on my marriage. I look on my job. I look on Declare Victory. And I'm just like, you know, I'm so happy I didn't give up. I'm so happy I didn't quit because my thought process, I wanted to quit all these things because they were hard. But now I look at where they're at and they're both all, they're all yielding fruit. And I'm just like man, like it is so worth it to just stick it out, to just, to be, to tough it out and to just know that God called you somewhere and you gotta, you gotta be in it for the long haul. 
not for the good haul, but the long haul. And just knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you can't be a fair weather fan and just only a part of things that are good. And then what I would do is I would try to sabotage things that were hard for me to do because I didn't want to commit to them. So I would procrastinate and I would just not do anything because I'm like, okay, if it fails, then that's an excuse for me to, to leave and to run away. And so I never committed to anything in my life. I would just always dream about the, the grass that was greener on the other side, but I never stayed in watered grass and gave it miracle grow. And God, I used to watch my dad get on his hands and knees and clip our grass with scissors and, and give it seeds. And he'd be like talking to the grass. And I'm like, dad, do you love that grass way too much? But like my dad never quit on it, you know, and I, I always saw things like that. And I realized like, you got, you got to be committed to some things, you know what I mean? You got to be ready to sit there. And even if it's a job, even if it's a relationship, even if it's a friendship, even if it's a, if it's a ministry, if it's something, you got to be willing to sit there and put work into it because all the good things that people fantasize about, somebody put work in it. Like Apple, the guys that are starting companies that want to be Apple, it's like somebody fought for Apple. Somebody was in a board meeting praying over it. Somebody was there like fighting for like, no, we can't sell this company to, to Microsoft or we can't sell this company to, to Oracle or whatever. Like they had to fight for it and put in work for it and dream big. And I think as Christians, that, that's what we need to do for our world right now. That's what we need to do for our relationships. That's what we need to do for our ministries. We need to dream bigger than what we're seeing right now. We need to pray bigger than what we're seeing. Yes. I'm sorry. This, I just wanted to get this in because I know it's almost nine. You spoke on ministries, mm-hmm. and um, that goes to saying when you say, like, you you know, you want to quit <laughs> the clear victory, try being on seven years from the onset, <laughs> hosting <laughs> Friday Night Live. I don't even know if it's been five or plus years doing it, and those that lead the evening calls can probably attest to this, but it's, it's tedious. Um, to get to prepare something weekly, right? And so you're mm-hmm. preparing, you're studying, and then you get on your call and nobody's there. But don't give up, right? Because you know God has a purpose because the times when I want to say I'm not doing Friday night anymore, the Holy Spirit's like, yes, you are. Because on Friday when you could be other, people can be doing so much other stuff because you know what a Friday night live used to really be. God mm-hmm. said no, Show up, even if it's you and one other person, because that's what's needed in this season. And when I tell you to stop, then you stop. But until then, if it's not every Friday, it's every other Friday. But you got to get on and you got to have a word. You have to encourage somebody because somebody wants to give up. And I guarantee you that we have had so many Friday evenings, and I can speak to the Thursday night call and all the evening calls, that somebody got a breakthrough, somebody got blessed, somebody got delivered, somebody didn't give up because they were able to get on and call in and get a word or get loved on or get talked off a ledge because it's hard. So I hear you when you say that because even last night, with us, we just buried Pops. My sister's still here from Vegas. My niece and her husband, they came from Denver. Their family's doing stuff, but I was like, mm, I need to do. I need to talk about true worship. So that's what we talked about last night. When you want to give up, keep going. You win if you don't quit. It's not even about how we feel. Sister Lisa will do Thursday night, tired. Uh, Pastor Lavella do TNT. Um, we have Marriage Matters that's still going on. We have Wives Who War. There's so many evening ministries that we are putting time and effort in that we want to give up, but we can't give up because we haven't been, mm-hmm. I, at least I haven't been able to say, I'm not doing Friday Night Live anymore. But, again, you work, you share, you study, and you get on, and it's crickets. But that's okay because sometimes I promise you I'll just go ahead and talk. It's just me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Moses. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally agree. You know, I, I've had to, and you know, the Bible says don't despise humble beginnings. You know what I mean? And we got to all look at it like that because God checks the heart. He doesn't check the outside resume. You know what I mean? He's, he does not care about that. Nobody he ever picked was qualified ever. Not one time straight up. Nobody. Everybody was always shocked. Like the youngest son, he's not even one of the ones we're showcasing. And it's like, that's like the, the fishermen, the tax collectors, like these are all the people you're picking. It's like, you know, he's picking the guy with the stutter that was lost in the desert for 40 years, you know, like all these things like that, you know, like we can't despise humble beginnings. We can't look at things like, like, you know, if there's not a hundred people calling in or commenting every time or something like that, you know, like you've got to keep driving forward, got to keep knowing that God's doing through you is important. I'm so happy everything everybody shared today, man. I'm so blessed and like hey, I feel hey, so honored too. Oh yes. Hey Moses, you know I, I'm sorry, you guys. I got to squeeze in real quick because I know you're about to close it down. Um, God is so good, and what I keep on hearing is when um, just listen to everybody and everybody you know is talking about their purpose and, and whatnot. But but I feel because um, you know he he created me to serve, and one thing I noticed is with me. You know, um, taking kids of disabled, I have done that for over 20 years. I always had a passion about that. I'm very advocate about that. Don't don't mess with my disabled people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I've turned that with the relationship I have with Yvonne. You know, that personal relationship, that one-on-one relationship that we have grown could definitely um, have changed her and changed me, you know, in, in me growing in God and her growing in God. But what God had, when I was just listening, I was like, Father, who, who am I? Like, like when it comes to um, my purpose, like, he, he just told me, he's like, you're my little helper. Just get up, <laughs> you know, and you, you're my little helper. That's and awesome. I just start smiling, like, thank you, Daddy. I love you. But, yes, I'm his little helper. You know, just get up and move. My purpose in every day is to get up and be a help, to get up and see where he leads, where he sends me to, to help and, and, and to give a good word, anything that – Maybe on my heart or whatnot. I don't care if it's serving with food. You know, just go show love, be a help, and that's what it is. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, we are his little helpers. I love it. <laughs> we his little handiwork. Awesome. Yes. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Love it. You know, we all have that. You know, there's something where we all like, you know, you know, where God has us where we we should be, like we where we will develop a passion or have that draw or like. It is, it is where it's at. Like I said, we're like with me, with like software and the team that I'm surrounded with, like, I just, man, I would have never thought that that would happen, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm excited to go to work on Monday mornings. I'm excited to wake up and do work. And like, I'm so like, what I have to say is valued by my coworkers and they, and they, they hold me in high esteem and my work ethic and the things I've been able to do. And like, and it's not even about like, I'm trying to impress anybody. Like, I just love the feeling of, of doing it. You know, so it's like we all get put in that place. God knows us. He knew us for millions of years before we were born. Like he knows where we're going to thrive. He He knows us better than we know us. I've only known myself for 30 years, probably 28 of them really conscious, you know, but God has known me and my personality before because he created me. He destined me for things, you know, so I got to trust that. And I think we all have to trust that, you know. So um, does anybody else have anything and, and whatever, whoever has anything, like if we got to go over or you have to run or whatever, I mean, we'll go till the, till the call gets cut or whatever. But I mean, um, you know, if you have something to share, feel free to share. Like we can, we can say, I know there's still a lot of people on. So um, 
you know, if you have something, please feel free. I just want to say I, I want to thank Eclair Victory. Um, I, even though I'm with a church and Pastor Dion knows the pastor and the first lady, I just never said nothing. But even though um, I, I love um, Eclair Victory because I never got to talk like this, never got to um, express myself. I never had nobody to talk to. Um, never. I, I, my spiritual godmom, one day when I came to the church, she said, the Lord said for her to be my spiritual godmom. Now, I, I speak to her and stuff like that now, but before, um, I didn't have nobody to talk to. So really, you guys are like my uh, second family. But I talk to you guys more than I talk to um, the people at my church. Now, we do have prayer and stuff like that, and I'm a part of it and everything. But for me to be able to just speak out freely and to talk and stuff like that, um, and um, I just want to thank you guys because I have you guys to talk to because I was at the point where I was so used to being by myself to where I never said this to nobody, but when the Corona-19 came, it wasn't a phase for me not to be at the church because it was the same um, when when everybody had to be shielded and be at home. Um, it didn't make a difference to me because I was already doing that because I would go to church and I would come home. So I, it was like I really wasn't missing the church because of the Corona-19. And I just, um, but I'm able to talk talk to you guys and everything like that. And um, I want to thank you guys um, for that. Man, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. I feel I honestly I can only agree. I can I mean I have the same thing, you know, like I don't I don't I mean a lot of you know this like Nicole and I had a really not good experience at our last church and we don't go there anymore. And it it hurt and it took a lot of years for us to heal and to be honest with you guys it's been multiple years now that we haven't been a part of a church. Um, you know, we serve in a lot of ways. We still tithe. We still help out. We still do a lot of things like that. But um, we've needed time to heal. So we also are in the same boat as you, you know, where we don't have places where we can go to do this. I don't have places where I can go do certain things. And like, you know, I definitely am thankful for this community, too, because otherwise I wouldn't have a platform to share what God has given me. You know, I wouldn't have a place to, to talk about things. And and the thing is, is we've been doing remote church since the beginning. So, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, so definitely thank you for sharing that. That is so beautiful. That's so encouraging. Um, does anybody else have any other stories like that? Or maybe any anything they want to share, something God put, put on their heart, God put on your heart? I mean. All right. If there's nothing else. I'm going to pray us out. I just asked if we could just check out. We're on mute. We're getting some uh, background noise. I'm going to guess somebody's putting a plate in the microwave. That's I, the, My favorite game is when someone's off mute, I always try to guess what it is that they're doing. Somebody one time was in a NASCAR race. Some, Sorry. I swear some, 
<laughs> was I right? Was I close? I was close, you know, right? Yeah. I hope we got the back on mute. I'm cleaning up my kitchen listening. I knew it. I knew it. It's my greatest gift, actually. Um, I can guess what people are doing based off uh, the mute ministry, but I'm just messing with you guys, though. It's all, it's all good. It happens. Um, hey, nephew, I want to just... I want to just uh, lift you up, too, because you poured on, you poured, man. I want to tell you, you poured out here this Saturday morning. So we just want to uh, just have the Lord cover you and keep you and the family lifted. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We know they'll they'll form, huh? but they won't work. So I just want to tell you that you are covered That's from right. the Beta, Arizona. <laughs> There's no limit in that. And so just know you are so loved and Oh, my heart is so full right now. I just I feel so much lighter. Like this this morning was a good old therapy session. You know me and Moni, right? We've been texting. I was like, I don't care how long you go because I ain't doing nothing this Saturday. Whoever got to hang up, hang up. <laughs> um, but just thank, just thank you. And what what I wanted to say um, before my sister Kedra. Uh, got on there. I love Kedra. Let me tell you about Kedra. My son, you know, Armani does music too, uh, Moses, and he's 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 his passion. And I got to remind him about that to hold on to your passion, but don't lose your purpose. You gave me so much food to give to him as well. But when he performed up there, and uh, Kedra drove, I don't even know how long she drove just to be in the house and to be her presence made a difference for him and my nephew so thank you Kedra publicly for that but thank you for just saying to find what God has for us and our purpose isn't changing we just got to tap into it some of us may go through this whole life and I'm thinking about pops my my my, my bonus dad was 87 and um didn't even realize that as rough as he was on the outside because he had worked all his life. He was an airman. He was an electrician, and he was in a, 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 a what is it called when you're in a union, what, predominantly white for years. So he was treated really bad racially, right? But even as he aged and the dementia came and that he was in dialysis, you know that man never le- lost his spunk and that I didn't realize until um, his service that even though, you know, blended family, my step-siblings, that's what I said, step-siblings and my mom and all of us came together, but his purpose, his purpose and my mom and his purpose for marriage was to really heal some hurts. So even though he's gone on, I have relationships now with with his children that I never thought I would have. So I just wanted to say that we never know what our purpose is. You don't know um, what a person's outer, like if they seem a certain way, because a lot of people will say, oh, Pops was mean, he said anything, but that man had a heart. He was so loving. Um, he just had a rough exterior, but his, his heart was so kind and he would do anything for you. And so I just realized now that even though my dad, my daddy died, um, he gave me two. So I was blessed to have my biological father and I had a bonus dad that they both loved me immensely. And so the purpose was to even grow me even stronger so that my heart is so, like I love hard, Moses. I think you guys know that. And I think Pop's, um, his his part in my life, the purpose was for me to even grow stronger and to love the unlovable. I'm going to just say mm. it like that. So I, I get mm. it. I get it. To love the unlovable and to even deal with those people who, when you know people don't like you, you got to love them by, past that so that they'll mm-hmm. turn, they'll start calling you for stuff. Even though they don't want to, they don't have no choice because the light is so bright. So I thank mm. you. That's what I got this morning. I'm so excited. Let me get up and clean up my house. Amen. <laughs> 
Like, that's what I was going to say. I was like, bring you from Seattle, too, because there are a few people who I, me and my big mouth have um, shared the call with. So we covering you, too, from Seattle, Moses. And, um, yeah, after this call, did you talk about you didn't have nothing to do after this call? Make you want to get up and go do something. <laughs> go operate in purpose. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love that. Man, I love you guys so much. That I'm so thankful. So thankful. On behalf of uh, Nicole too, you know, we're, we're so thankful. Especially, uh, it was a hard week for us. Um, Bella got some uh, skin infection this week, and we were really concerned and worried. And t- you know, just asking some some friends and family for prayer, and uh, you know, just super thankful that she it's getting healed up. They gave her an antibiotic and everything, but just having to be at the ER and everything and and just, uh, you know, nervous about all that. And we don't ever leave the house. And like, you know, so we were just kind of just really nervous. Also, we're first time parents, you know, so we didn't really understand fully what was even happening to her in the moment. And then just seeing, you know, as any parent, you know, just seeing your baby in pain and, and just knowing that they're not being themselves, they're not acting like themselves and, and that they're hurt. And then seeing her go from being like that and then to being going away and getting healed up and, and everything, you know, I know that that's prayer. I know that that's friends and family's prayer. I believe in that 100%. And I just want to let you guys know, don't ever discount the power of prayer because I can't tell you, we need more people praying for people that are getting sick because I, I we don't leave. Like I said, we're not really a part of a church community outside of Declare Victory. Um, but the, the times I do have prayer, like where somebody hits me up and is like, hey, so-and-so uh, tested positive. They're in the hospital. They're fighting for their life right now. The first thing I do is I immediately go and ask God and I'm like, Lord, what, what is going to happen? Are, are, is there healing for them? Is there, are they going to make it through this? And every time so far I've heard, I've felt that I hear God telling me like, pray for them. Like they are going to make it through this, pray for them. And it has been like three people now that I have heard that for. And the doctor told them that they weren't going to make it out of it. And, and it is three times now that I've told them, I'm like, man, you know what, though? I really actually, I will be praying, but I want to let you know that I feel God is going to, we got to pray for this. We got to pray them through this. And, and in every situation, they're out of coma, breathing 50% on their own, breathing on their own, getting taken out of ICU, going to, to a, a regular room. And like all these different things where like, you know, like we, we, we got to be praying. Imagine if everybody had that. Imagine if everybody had people interceding in different states and in different countries and different places. Like we need to facilitate networks of prayer for people because there's some of us who are going in this alone right now. There's some of us who are going through medical situations, even if it's not COVID related, that are like they don't they could use that prayer. They could use somebody listening out from God for them, because even if it's something that is not, it's not going to get taken away. It's not going to be healing. There's other things we can pray for. Uh, there's a lot of people who, who like myself, who live with it, something, you know, and, and you still have peace and you still have joy. There's a lot of us who still honor and glorify God through a situation where you didn't get a healing from some, something and something didn't get taken away, but you still give glory to God through your demeanor. Like Didi was saying, like even through dialysis and and through, um, you know, just like other, the, the other dementia and stuff like still having spunk. That is so inspiring. That is God's love right there. Just showing that, you know, like I said, we all turn the keys in someday, but how do we do that though? And what does that process look like? And, and what does it look like when we pray through the things that we can pray through? You know what I mean? That, so like, we need to have networks of prayer. We need to have networks of faith. We need to have networks of, 
of just us like, oh, we need to talk to so-and-so, talk to so pray, pray. We need to get, like, we need to have a prayer chain that's going where we throw one in there and everybody gets that notification. Everybody starts interceding, listening from God, declaring, like, I've been on one prayer chain like that for the last 16 years. Since I was like 14 years old, I've been getting emails for this one prayer chain where people have passed away. People have gotten married through it. People have like, you name it, have gone through life together. And we need that. We need to be having that right now. And that's why that prayer was so powerful today, Dini, because that's what we saw a taste of. We saw a taste of that tailored, specific prayer where we're lifting people up by name, by situation, believing and listening from God and hearing, God, what do you want me to pray about this situation? And then having the faith to pray it down powerfully from heaven. So we, we need to have that. We, that needs to be a, a everyday thing because we feel peace right now. And we feel that we feel that peace from God. And we feel that assurance from the Lord knowing it is no matter what happens, he works it all together for his good. There will be peace. We will, we will be okay. We will get through this. You know, and so, uh, yeah, I definitely believe in that. So I'm going to start that out today by praying. I'm going to pray us out. I want to thank everybody for sharing today. Genuinely, um, I am so blessed by every testimony, the wisdom here, just the knowledge is just so powerful. It blows you away. Like it hits you before you even hear someone speak sometimes, like the wisdom and the amount of, of just history with God that we have here. And no, and you know what? It's okay. No one's perfect. No one has every answer. It's all right. But you know what? The truth of it is, is we all pursue God and we're all on the same, we're all on that same level. We're all chasing God's face. We're all chasing his love. So I definitely want to press out. I want to thank you for, if you stuck with us uh, this long, we're going on three hours and 15 minutes, or at least I am. So um, thank you for hanging around with us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Moses. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, this is Brother E. Listen, um, I just wanted to lift my wife up. Um, she's teaching our, our Bible study Sabbath school. And it's uh really kind of she's been really struggling this week. We're teaching Isaiah this whole month. She's doing uh in chapter seven and chapter eight. And so it's really been kind of hard. Anybody read Isaiah knows sometimes it can be kind of a difficult thing. So I just want to lift up a prayer that, you know she be sure, be calm, that everything she's retained in her studies, that, you know, God will order it and she'll be able to teach this class confidently. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be praying for Julia, you know, um, and just and just for clarity in that direction and peace and um, and declaring that. So let's get right 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 in for her and just uh, praying. I'm just going to I'm just going to move right into it. We're going to pray. Um, Lord, I just want to pray for clarity over that, over that class right now, Lord. I want to pray for the wisdom and the direction, um, and just, just, just heavenly influence to drop down as she's, she's just teaching, as she's, um, um, as she's just, just sharing what you've put to share, Lord. Everything that the curriculum that you've ordained, Lord. I want to pray for just a peace and an understanding to accept even things that are outside of her control. To just know that those things are just things to shape and to grow. That it's nothing that is is to be feared. It's nothing that is to be intimidated by. I know what that feels like. Even having taught courses here and declare victory, um, it can be very intimidating. It can be very hard. It can be scary at times. And I just thank you, Lord. I just praise you, Father, that 
that you are using this to further your kingdom. I want to pray for every endeavor that we're all on right now, Lord, whether it's work, whether it's starting a business, it's writing a book, it's um, just a new hobby. It's something that you're using to connect with us, Lord, and to connect with others through. Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name. And I say you get the glory and the honor and the praise through all of it. Father, I want to pray a hedge of protection over us and our families, Lord, over our immune systems, Lord, over this situation. And we fight this, this curse and this, 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 uh, this virus and, and, and prayer. Lord, we fight it fully standing on top of your love, Lord, and your healing that you, by your stripes that we are healed, Lord. I want to pray for those of us who have loved ones right now who might be sick or recovering or um, testing positive. Lord, wherever they're at, like, or wherever they've been, or, or, or those of us who might have to travel coming up, Lord, that, we would, that you would set up a hedge of protection around them, Lord. I want to pray for a covering over our families, over our kids. And we just want to pray an end to this, Lord. We want to pray an end to this virus, Lord, that this, that this would be a swift end, Lord, that there would be peace. I want to pray for peace in our nation, Lord. I want to pray for peace and, and vision and wisdom and direction for leadership. Lord, I want to pray for the countries that are third world countries that have been affected way worse, Lord, that don't even have any vaccination in sight, Lord, that they don't know how, how they're going to get vaccinated. They don't know how, how they're going to stop things from getting worse. Lord, I want to pray for those countries right now. I want to pray for those people. Lord, I want to pray for hope. I want to pray for a covering and a protection and a hedge of prote protection around them right now, Lord. I want to pray that, um, that as we are your hands and feet and eyes and ears and and, and your mouth, Lord, I want to pray that you give us the guidance and direction how to help and how to make a difference in, in, in the, the, the different countries in this world, the different communities, the, the places that are here on our own soil, Lord, where, where there's just a need for healing and there's a need for unity, Lord, there, that there be a call uh, for unity that comes through us, Lord. I just thank you. I want to lift everybody up right now, Lord. I want to lift up everybody's financial situation right now. I know that it has been hard, Lord, but we call on you as our provider, Lord that you will take care of us, that you will provide the next meal, you will provide the next rent, you will provide the next car payment, Lord, and that you will provide us freedom. And I just thank you for that, Father. I thank you for the wisdom, knowledge, and discernment in that area, Lord, that we can use that to continue to make the right decisions, Lord, and to be wise in, in what we do and don't do. I just want to pray for our marriages, Lord. I want to lift up our connections, Lord. I want to pray for uh, godly unions, Lord, that are expanding your kingdom, Lord. And, and even uh, those that are dating right now or that may be single and honoring you right now, Lord, that in all three assets and phases um, that we can, we can be honoring you, Lord, magnificently. And no one is greater than the other, Lord, because of what they do or don't have. So I just thank you for that, Father. I praise you, Lord. I want to lift up all, all our, 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 our children, Lord, and, and family members. I want to lift up their minds for the ones that aren't saved that might be lost right now. The ones that might be, um, you know, they're, they're on their path to you. They might be in the testimony construction mode right now where they're building up the testimony that they're going to share your glory about, Lord. I want to pray for those ones, Lord, that we would see signs of breakthrough for the ones that we pray for, Lord. That we would see signs of breakthrough for the ones that we're um, believing that there's going to be change in, in their life. So I just thank you for that, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I, I, I praise you. I thank you, Lord, as you get all the honor, the glory, the praise, the thankfulness, it's all yours, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you guys for staying on so long. I'm sorry we went a long time today, but thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, Have a good weekend. Thank you, Moses. Thank you. Have a good weekend.
Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you.
Declare victory. 